boys a I am Fred Slow. I will hang out alongside you, the friend of the show, until until 11 a.m. Until 11 a.m. this morning, I'll be hanging out alongside you. You gonna be here all the way till eleven, brother? All the way, my dude. What a bonus! I thought you might have to duck out early to call a football game. No, today's volleyball. I am live from Las Vegas, New Mexico. As last night, the Cowgirls were were triumphant over the visiting Colorado Christian Cougars. Big win for the home Cowgirls on Breast Cancer Awareness Weekend Van. Colorado's got a lot of Cougars, man. Okay, you're talking about mountains or ladies? Yes. Okay. Van Nunley, good morning. How are you? Good, buddy. How you doing? Doing well, feeling well. Good morning, Michael Vital. Michael, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Okay. Sweet. That's exactly what we needed. All right, buddy. On a morning such as this. It's going to be a good one today. A lot of NBA talk, a lot of NFL talk. Obviously, Major League Baseball is going to lead the discussion, so we're excited about all of that. Astros. Yes, I. What are you, you just gonna whisper the word Astros all day? Yes. Is Ryan Tamari joining us this morning? Ryan's gonna be here from ten till eleven. Ten to eleven, and he will also be backseating a little bit at ten fifteen when C.J. Chavez, the owner of Evolve Strong, joins us to talk about our sober October. And although I've enjoyed it immensely, oh, I'm ready for it to be November. Are you, buddy? Oh my gosh, buddy! <clears throat> I, I feel am, like I, a I'm a beer belly Adonis. This is the best I've ever felt. I am one thirsty boy. Mm. If I could, I would, but I can't because of our partnership with Evolve Strong and just how dedicated they are to us. We have to return that dedication to them. So, so CJ will be joining us to talk about exactly what we are doing and what we can do moving into No Stop November for our for our sober October. Big game last night here in the Highlands van. Went to the fifth set, and I think I accidentally said Cowgirls won, but they actually lost in a crushing, devastating defeat by one point in the fifth set. Oh, my God, it was too exciting. Oh, man. You know fifth how I love volleyball. my volleyball. Oh, you act like you don't, but fifth set volleyball, I mean. That's bottom, of, like, the, that's bottom of the ninth stuff right there. It's like when we go to the YMCA and we do the first set and we're like, okay, this is good. We got it. We do the second set. We're like, that makes sense. We're supposed to be here. We do the third set. And we're like, okay, like I can really feel that. And like come fourth set, we're like, it's taking us out of it a little bit. Like this is, and then it's like, hey, let's do a fifth set. Ooh. <laughs> You're like, what are, you, what are you doing, body? Like, why are you being like this? Anyway, it's too much fun last night doing that. Enjoyed that immensely. And then afterwards, I caught the end to the baseball game, Van. Oh, the boys are in the series oh again. Oh, gosh. They were supposed to lose, I don't know if you remember, in this one. This was the one they were supposed Says to lose. Says who? Um, pundit. Oh. Is Pundit an answer? Everyone wanted the Astros to lose except for Astros fan. You'll never guess what I am. You are admittedly and embarrassingly Astros fan. Yes. Born and raised right outside of Houston, Texas. Right. Astros homer through and through. And you know what I was thinking the other night? What were you thinking the other night? I was thinking, man, I hope they cheat again. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) Because I love this storyline so much. I just love having to apologize for my team and then 
making excuses for my team and then being sad about my team and then being angry at my team and then Sounds like Dodgers, being man. okay with my team and then finally embracing who my team is. It I took me like it just... took me 2 years. Yes, I am talking about the stages of grief, Fred. Yes. yes. That is what I <laughs> I described the stages of grief in my Astros fandom. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. And now that I'm okay with it, I want him to do it again. Is it wrong that I want him to cheat again and win again while cheating? It I is mean, wrong. It is wrong? Hollywood Hulk Hogan held the belt for a long time with that exact same approach to the game, Van. I mean, if it's if it's not broken, don't change it. People give the New England Patriots organization high fives all day, but when the Astros do it, they're the bad guy. Do the New England Patriots get high fives all day? Is that a thing? For, I, on Gillette Razor commercials for some reason. Well, I think it – was that a paint – oh, I guess they own the building, though, don't they? Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Sponsors. But not only did your boys – not only did your boys win decidedly, they kept putting it on at the end. Like, it was – there was a no-doubter. My boys threw a two-hitter. Yeah. Silence the bats. Number Presley. one, silence bats. Okay. Number two – Silence haters. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> What's that when you like first get like get in your early twenties and, and you got that like mentality where it's like if 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 someone's not hating, then you're not trying. Or what is it where it's like uh oh haters gonna hate. That's what I'm trying haters to say. Haters gonna hate. Haters gonna hate. You might be thinking of the Abraham Lincoln quote. If you don't have haters, you ain't doing it right. There you go. I don't think that's actually attributed to old Honest Abe, but okay. I thought it was. The Red Sox had given up in such a way last night that in the top of the ninth, Presley, who, by the way, just out of a slingshot, shoots BBs at you. Underrated. Is he underrated? Under, I don't underrated he closer. Says who? Everyone except for me. No. I don't think he's underrated. I a don't lot either. of people do. I think the He's not the he's not baseball. the name you throw around when you think about closers. Oh, well that's different. Because I think the closer name is a longevity name. Like flash in the pan closer, that doesn't mean anything. But I think like established, like multi year, like also maybe like not just second, but third contract. That's when you; those are the names you throw around. And Ryan Presley will shut you down in a way you didn't see coming. He doesn't like. Sox. He doesn't have triple-digit heaters. He doesn't have wipeout sliders. He has like a repertoire that a starter would have. He shrinks the ball. It's a real neat thing when he's on the mound. Those reds, they were doing pirouettes, Van, as they're swinging away at it. Pirouettes. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Is pretty bad. I, the Red Sox were swinging the bat like they bet on the Astros. <laughs> There's your cheating scandal right there. The Red Sox cheated against themselves to make sure they lost against the Astros. There's your scandal. We're going to talk about it at length in the next segment, but my favorite part of advancing to the World Series is the locker room after the game. Mm. It's my absolute favorite thing, especially if you have fandom of a team. And we'll obviously we'll go into it at the eight fifteen mark. But 
Hey, boys on the field, it was kind of the whole season. And, I mean, the highest batting average. And did they have the most runs? Or they most runs. The yeah, most yeah. runs per game. Highest OPS. Highest OPS plus. Highest this batting average. This is where average. they were supposed to be. Yeah. This is the whole thing. And they, I mean, did it. Welcome. You got one more against the Braves. If you go by projected wins and losses, they had the best record in baseball because of their prolific offense. They mm-hmm. lost a lot of close games during the regular season. They had the biggest run differential uh, in the American League. Most runs scored in the American League. Like I said, highest OPS, highest runs per game in the American League. Mm-hmm. And then their projective win totals were the highest because they undershot their win totals and the Tampa Bay Rays overshot their projected win totals. So this should be no surprise to any baseball fan if they're there again. I would say the baseball fan is not surprised. I would, I would say the world's not surprised. Because after, what was it, like three years there, the worst seasons in the history of all baseball? Is that right? Uh, close five seasons in a row, they were the worst team in baseball. Three seasons in a row, they lost 100 games. God, that's so crazy. That was the beginning of the Jeff Lunhow takeover where he went Moneyball hybrid with the Astros and had really good success with it. Are you talking about former St. Louis Cardinal front officeman Jeff Lunhow? That, that is that correct. Yes. Disgraced general manager Jeff Lunhow. Overseer of the cheaters Jeff Lunhow. Jeff, I refuse to change my password, Lunhow. That same Jeff, very same Jeff Lunhow. <laughs> if I tell you, remember that story when the Cardinals were hacking the Houston Astros? I like sure their, do. Being a Brewers fan. Database. And the Cardinals, whatever intern they put it on, was like, he was like, the password was Cardinals one. Yeah, it was the same. It was the exact same password that he had when he worked for the Cardinals. Like, didn't bother changing his password. What a doofus. The password is one, two, three, four, five. But, man, that's the exact same password to my luggage. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I got you. It was a good one for baseball last night. we going for baseball tonight. We'll talk about that, too, obviously, when we preview the Dodgers and the Braves. Big Matt Scherzer news. So we'll get that out when we get back. It's been a good start to the program. We're going to enjoy it all day long. Ryan Tamari at 10 a.m., C.J. Chavez, 10.15 a.m. We're going to laugh a lot and talk about our personal successes, which up until really sober October were laughable. Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio and on the road as I am in Las Vegas, New Mexico. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, we're playing a game with I-9 Sports. And we're celebrating our sober October with the ball strong. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports game. Three World Series in five years, man. Strong work. Like Oppo Giants. They do odd years. And then you get to, like, be a fan of, like, the Tampa Bay Sun Devil Rays every so often just for fun. Just fun. We'll, yeah, we'll be back next year. We'll be fans of Tampa Bay right now. <laughs> Something cool about winning at home, right? Oh, it's so much better. It's so much better. They let they let the Red Sox have one in Boston to 
to make sure they got to take close it at home. That's what I think. You know, the first time I heard that argument, I guess it would have been 96, and it was the Cardinals were in the ALCS against the Braves. NLCS? The NLCS against the Braves. Sure. And they had lost, like, handedly on the road. And that was, like, the talk around town where it was like, well, they're going to – Tony La because it was Tony La Russa's first year. They're gonna, maybe this was the ALD or the NLDS. I don't remember. It don't matter. But – and I was like, no one ever tries to lose one to celebrate at home. Like, this is a dumb approach yes, to no, winning. No one does that. No one does that. No one does that. I think I've talked to you about this. I was I was interviewing one time uh, Dick Vermeil, and we were just, so the question was something along the lines of like, what makes a winning team? And he says like, without missing B, he says winning all your home games and winning half your away games. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. That's like okay. That's it's actually pretty over simplistic there, Dick. I the last time a team lost on purpose, not for home game reasons was the 1919 Chicago White Sox. Ah, yes. Known as the Chicago Black Sox. They made a movie about that. Yeah, they blamed it on the only guy who played well. I think that's why he was in heaven, because he didn't cheat at baseball. That's the lesson there from Field of Dreams, is if you cheat on baseball, you go to hell, and you do not get to play in Major League Baseball heaven, which is Iowa. Okay, you hear that, Carlos Correa? So you're you're saying Carlos Correa is going to hell, is what you're saying? Did he really cheat, though? Did Carlos Correa cheat worse than like Alex Rodriguez? No. Hmm. You think he used electronics? Alex Rodriguez didn't use electronics. He didn't shoot electronics into his veins. <laughs> By the way, did, Jose Altuve, Carl- everybody yeah. who boos Jose Altuve and chants F Jose Altuve at your home games when the Astros are on the road, Jose Altuve didn't cheat. There are two players on the Astros in 2017 that refused to use the sign-stealing system. One of them was man of character and integrity, Jose Altuve. The other one was fan favorite, man of character and integrity, Josh Reddick. Josh Reddick, who we've had this talk, is my favorite Major League Baseball player of all time. Because he's the biggest wrestling fan of all time. Yes, that is correct. A lot of my fandom of athlete is based off their fandom of my favorite pro wrestler. Right. Ric Flair. Yes. (laughs) Woo! And if you didn't know, while Josh Reddick was there, they were the Woost and Astros. Because anytime Josh Reddick got a hit or made a play in the field, the chance of woo would echo through the crowd, and it was very fun. And I would love it. I used to, years ago, work at a Nike factory, and we would print um, event T-shirts. So think like Final Fours and like World Series and, and stuff of that nature. So after like a team would win, like last night the Houston Astros, there is a warehouse full of people and like where I was in was Billings, Montana. And they would start immediately after the game printing thousands 
of like ALCS championship shirts to send to like champ sporting goods or whatever. Right. They that to me, that celebration, that's my favorite part of a night. Like the game is great, but I've seen how many baseball games? All thousands? of thousands? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen how many championship series celebrations. I mean, maybe 60, maybe, and probably not, you know. Because they're, ki- they're like people again for a minute. You know, like on the field, they're machines. You know, on the, on the field, they're entertainment. But when, like, Altuve's there and, like, his kids run out, or whenever, like, like young reliever is slamming together two Bud Light aluminum cans and stone-cold Steve Austining them, into his ski goggles. I love that. It's I'm so obsessed much fun. with it. So much fun. And then you get like local beat reporter or like local like sports talk guy, like radio or TV or whatever, because you're in Houston, right? So it's like the Chronicle like reporter, and he's in there like trying to get sound bites, and they're putting like microphones in front of people's faces. An athlete is like, I love you, reporter John. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever he gets his interview during the season, it's yeah, we uh, we tried really hard today. The guys gave it their yeah. best effort, and uh, and then after they clinch, they're like, "What up, Rick? Bleep, 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 bleep. Baseball, bleep, 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 bleep. Team, bleep, 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 bleep. Those, are, all the, these, those are the best interviews. All these players like become kids again for a minute, and they're like. Reporter Rick, he's got a camera. (laughs) Juxtaposition to that, I love the Boston Red Sox losing. I love the look of loss. I love doing everything right, going as hard as you can, getting to one step before the finish line, and then how Fox will just zoom in on you. Yes. It's sad. You're is sad. any human Yes. This is the worst point of your entire life. You're in Oh my gosh. You got the just, most expensive high def camera right in your face to show that one tear slowly drop. And Kyle Schwarber becomes the crying Jordan meme and you're like, "Thank you. Like thank you for creating this whoever at Fox is creating this Dick Ebersol. I don't even think that's correct, but and by the way, congratulations, Sub-Saharan Africa, on your Red what? Sox American League Champions t-shirts. Okay. <laughs> they only have like 100 of them at the stadium. It's not like they have. No, that wasn't even. Yeah, oh, yeah, I guess it would have been. Because so, it was 4-6 or 4-2. So, yeah, they probably didn't even have those made up yet. Oh, I bet they did. Oh, you think? They printed them out. They brought them with. Who brought them? They. Okay. <laughs> Better than when the home team wins is when the home team loses, too, though, like in an elimination one. And, like, the clubhouse guys are, like, ripping plastic down that they put up for the celebration. Yeah. The game seven loss where they got to oh, set up both man. locker rooms. They didn't have to set up both locker rooms on a game six. No. The game seven is when they tear it down and. You walk back in the dugout to see your maintenance guys. 
tearing the plastic off your locker so you don't get champagne on your iPad. You know there's different rules, too, like when you're the away team. Like the the visiting clubhouse manager's like, now, guys, I'm going to – I'm going to need you to respect the carpet here. Okay. You know, the home team the home team literally burns the clubhouse to the ground. Like it's literally left like just in ashes and cinders and they're like, "Good job, guys. <laughs> Way to go." Yeah, the coach is like, "Well, I just I couldn't keep those boys under control. Like I told them to respect your space, but I don't I don't know where they they got that baby hippo i don't know where all this hippo poop came from like where did they get this i don't there were there were there weren't even lamps in here i don't know how they broke all those lamps in here (laughs) there weren't even lamps are you an alcs t-shirt guy uh no world series me neither yeah world World series only yeah world series or nothing i'm not even a playoff patch guy unless it's the world series yeah totally like a participation trophy not interested. We made it. So? So what? So, yeah. What'd you hey, do? Uh, yeah. So it's seven other people. Cool. If I had, like, I would buy a World Series tee for my team, but I, do- I don't know if I would buy a World Series tee for, like, any team. That'd be weird. That'd be weird, right? Unless uh, you were, like. Unless it's, like, vintage. You got like an Oakland A's, like nineteen eighty nine World Series champions. Well, that's different. That's Tony retro La vintage shirt. That would be sweet. Yeah, but anything Tony Larusa, I would buy. Yeah, like two thousand fifteen Royals World Series champions. I will punch you in the face if you're wearing that shirt. That's gross. That's super gross to me. <laughs> Why that did you team do that? Had zero fans. Vital loves baseball, and Vital hates the Royals. Dodgers. Bro- <laughs> Hey, of course Vital loves them because I hate them. No, I love the what the Royals did. They were boring. It's the last small ball. Small ball Super died boring. that year. Let's go to break. When we get back, Braves, Dodgers. Let's do it. Stephen Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. I'm on the road in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico. We're playing a game with the I-9 Sports. We're celebrating our sober October with the Vol Strong. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back from the break. I don't think I've said it one time today, but it doesn't matter to friend of the show, Lenny. But 505-246-0610 is how you contact the program. Good morning, Lenny. How are you? Morning. So you guys went to the wrestling match last week, right? Absolutely. Sure did. Okay, so did you hear what Rhea Ripley did? Lost her belt. On Montano. <laughs> well, oh, How do you drop like a, a bag match? out of your vehicle with your gear and your belt? And then, of course, someone's going to give it back to her. Did she, oh, did get, she it get it back? No, they didn't. Oh. No one's giving it back to her. You know why? Because she didn't lose it. In true Albuquerque fashion, it was stolen. Right. No. That belt this got jacked. She, this one she lost. That belt's going to be at a pawn shop. I already told you, yeah. you contact Ryan Tamari over at All in Autographs, and you can get that belt sometime next week. No, I think he'll be a little bit more discreet with that even. <laughs> Whoever found it. Lenny, you so, got uh, it. You got a guy. I'm interested. 
and it would stay in my collection of builds. <laughs> I'm like a I'm like a thirty I'm like a thirty six inseam, so just keep that in mind on belts. Well, I mean, if uh, Rhea Ripley was a thirty six, you would have a problem. <laughs> Is she from not? One she way looks or the other. Big. So uh, let's get into the world sports. Now, I'm not talking global football, but uh, the NFL. Mm-hmm. So let's go with the biggest spread of the week: the Rams in 16 over Detroit. Ooh. I bet it. I bet it up to 17 and a half. Smart. And then the Raiders covering tomorrow, and I took the Chiefs to lose. That's a smart bet. The Chiefs aren't the Chiefs anymore. No, they're not. And um, that will be the interesting one. And then regardless of who the Astros play in the World Series, I got the Astros in six. Yeah, baby. Where are we watching it, Lenny? Where do you want to go? I don't know. I probably will go down to uh, Dave and Buster's. Hey, That's my favorite all in the world. Excellent choice. You know, end of the show. And then, the, and then the uh, last one. I bet the Packers up to nine over Washington. Washington's without Gibson, right? And then McLaren is a game time decision. That's their two game biggest decision. Weapons. And Tyler Haneke, he's good, but he still makes those mistakes that can take him out of the game. I think he's going to end up being very good, and that's my like out on a limb one. But I think he's got like all the tools. Well, I'm not saying he doesn't, but I'm just saying is Washington doesn't have all the tools for him yet. I'm still sad about Fitz Magic. I really wanted to see him play a whole season for once in his yeah, career. Yeah, I thought he would have thrown for easily, you know, 4,200 yards and had 30 TDs. Oh, sure. He would have set the yardage and touchdown record, I guarantee. Put that in the bank. But he just can't catch a break. I mean, so, he's, he's caught a lot of breaks. He's, no, but I'm just saying is this would have been like his career year. Sure. And it just didn't play out. But, uh, and then, you know, I'd like to hear your picks, you know, early picks for the NBA. Oh, yeah, we have we got all of our NBA talk at the 930. Okay, so and then you also the saw NBA. that little incident last night between Howard and... Uh, oh, AD. we're definitely touching on that as well yeah. in the 9 o'clock yeah. hour. And I think, that, I think that team at the end of the year is going to have... Uh, you know, gold membership to AARP, but they are not coming out of the West. It's supposed to be a super team. I think the they're, they're going to get it together. If you are all playing in a phone booth. That's a good point. So I don't want to take away from your 930 hour. <laughs> we'll get so, to uh, it. I'll, I'll let you listen in on that, and then uh, we'll just have some fun next week. And uh, if the belt turns up, you know, we'll uh, just admire it from afar. If someone actually turns it in. Hey, Lenny, we, we miss your um your TV analysis, your hot takes on streaming services. You've been watching yeah, you you've watch been watching Dune? Squid Game. Did you watch Dune last night? Did I watch no, I'm gonna watch it today because I actually have a uh membership to Regal Movie Theaters for twenty a month you get unlimited movies. I need that. Yeah, what a deal. I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, it's twenty a month and if only time you have to pay an upcharge is for RPX 3D and uh, that's it. But otherwise, you can see. Guy. 
unlimited movies every day, all month long, for 20 a month. That's a steal. That is a steal. Yeah, That's so I want to see Dune. I have to see Dune on the big screen. Squid Game I've already seen. It felt, kind of felt like my wedding and divorce hearing all in once. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lenny, everyone. Lenny, thank you for calling the program. Okay. I just finished Squid Game yesterday. Oh, God, I've watched about zero of it. It's it's not up to the hype it gets, but it's good. I told you, I don't want to read anything. It's very entertaining. Yeah, it's all in Korean. Ugh. So you're going to have to read, Fred. I'm no, sorry. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm just not going to watch it. You and I are hosting a Squid Games on Halloween night over at Hollow Spirits. And as they're describing it to us, like what we need to do, because what we're doing, Vitalis, we're like, we're the microphone guys, right? So as they've set up like multiple, like little games, like, I guess they're like childhood games or Correct. something. But yeah. yeah. So they're like, okay, guys, so they do this game from the show and this game. And I'm like, I, I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Just give me a microphone and I'll tell jokes. Like, I don't know what a squid game is. You can spoil it if you want for me, Pan, because I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to spoil it. It's it's oh. good. Loyal listener, you should watch it. It's very entertaining. So It's very show? entertaining, and it makes a, so very, reading, a very good point. Reading subtitles bothers you, Fred? Reading oh, anything bothers Fred. Yeah. <laughs> if, I'm, if I have the TV on, it's because I'm doing something else. Like, I, I don't have time to, like, sit in front of the TV and, like, read the TV. That, I, I'm being serious. That's crazy to me. I watched Squid Game like 15, 20 minutes at a time, like at lunch. I would just watch it when I was home for lunch. Which I think there's I'm going to start doing that more often. It was kind of fun. There's a level of patience that is involved with what you're describing that I don't have. Well, you don't eat lunch? Um. Yeah, you have enough concentration for that. I show up to the, like, during the week, like, you know, we're Monday through Friday, 4 to 7. You know, like, during the week, I show up to the studio, like, right on, like, the 12 o'clock hour, right? And I'll, like, I guess I eat there in the little cafe. So, no, I don't, I mean, I'm not in front of a TV, you know? From the texter, Squid Game sucks, expletive deleted Korea, whoa, okay, coming in hot. I think that's probably a Korean War veteran, I don't know. Well, we've had this talk. Korea is not just a place. Korea is also a war. Yeah. So maybe he, he's probably talking about the war, not the place. I'm assuming his gender because it's a texter. It, it was a dude. Yeah, it was a dude. Let's pull the text line up. Low key, I'd forgot about it. I'm not going to watch Squid Game. You don't have to. I didn't tell you to. It's I not, will watch Dune. Like, it's not like The Wire. I'm not telling you to watch Squid Game over and over again. Now, so I saw there's a sequel, like they greenlighted a sequel, and I don't know who they is in this instance. I'm going to say Netflix. Korea. But, yeah. <laughs> but how do you have a sequel of a TV show where you killed everyone? Well, you, you do it again. Yeah, see, so you don't know anything about the show, but it would easily have a sequel. It makes sense to have a sequel. And the last scene of the movie lends its way to a sequel. Maybe. You're going to be the one that saves me. <laughs> Walker Bueller. 
going to get the ball in game six. Matt Scherzer's got the old dead arm. He quit or he giving up, mentally soft, can't play. Oh, he's the opposite of all those. Mm-hmm. You got the dead arm. That's a thing. I've had the dead arm before. It's very weird. Is that like when you sleep on it? Uh, Yeah, but like you're awake. It's nerve stuff, right? Yeah, your uh, your arm doesn't recover. So, you know, pitching is bad for you. I'm not going to tell you any secrets about the human body. Right, physically Th- speaking. Throwing a ball overhanded a hundred times is bad for you. And it takes your, your body multiple days to recover. And then if you do it too often, sometimes it just doesn't recover. Well, Scherzer would pitch every game, so he'll be back for game seven if there is one. He'll probably he'll probably pitch game six. He'll probably Tanya Harding, Walker Bueller, just so he can pitch game six. Yeah, that's that's his mentality. Yeah. He's the big he's one of the biggest bulldogs in all of sports. How do you know during the recovery process, like you know, 'cause like you pitch, whatever, and then you do your immediate like recovery stuff after a game and then the next day you have your regimen. Like how do you know at one point in that regimen that your arm is not coming back? You oh my god, you just know. Oh yeah. You do? Oh god, you just know. You feel it. Yeah, it's you know it's there. To a to it's a like one day in, two to, days in. To a way lesser extent, because you know I used to throw baseballs for years and years and years. You just feel it. Like it's just not there. Like your velocity's down multiple miles per hour. You can't throw with any kind of force behind it, and you have like this this fatigue on the inside of your shoulder. It's very weird. It's hard to explain. It's just you just got a dead arm. Sometimes it comes back in a day. Sometimes it, it takes weeks. But if anybody's going to get past it, it's Max Scherzer. But it's not just like a, like a, like a strained or squeezed or pinched nerve. You're saying it's like more than that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's general fatigue. All right. If it's going to keep you out of the biggest game ever because you can't go, okay. I'm going to get it. Continuing Dodgers and Braves talk as we got a little distracted with the Squid Game sure after did. the break. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're playing again with I Nine Sports, and we're celebrating our sober October with the help of Evolve Strong, ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. NHL home opener talk. Just kidding. What if though, really? Vital could talk hockey with you. I didn't know hockey started. Hockey has started, yes. It starts the same time as basketball? It's uh, always a week ahead. A week ahead of basketball? And hockey's weird because you do like like stints. So like a team will do like three, four on the road, and then they come home and do their home opener. They get balanced out in a way to where you might not have your home opener in the first week. Dodgers Braves van. The game is in Atlanta. I assume the Dodgers are still favored on the road. But this Braves team is uh, not afraid of the big bad Dodgers, who only, it feels like one time in this postseason, scored more than three runs, and that was last game. The Dodgers have won seven straight elimination games, dating back to their previous playoff run. 
They were down 3-1 last year against the Braves and had to go on the road and take two. That is correct. They are not strangers to this situation. And if anybody can do it, it's the Dodgers. Even the Dodgers being down a Kershaw, being down a Scherzer, being down a Justin Turner. Though Kelly's done. He's not in the series or out of the playoffs now. I was getting to that. That was an ellipsis, not a period, Vital. (laughs) Down Max Muncy. Down Joe Kelly. And they're still loaded. You know what they got a lot of is excuses. And it looks like Walker Buehler is going to grab the ball this game and start the game off. And he'll probably throw three or four innings and then hand it back over to the bullpen. The only two games the Dodgers have won this series are both of their bullpen games. So every game that a Dodger has had a regular starter start the game, they have lost. Little tidbit. The money line says the Dodgers are favored 145 to 1 a hundo. I think this is it, though. Like, and I'm, and what I want to talk about, like, for Houston, obviously, is like, if you're Houston, who would you prefer to have? And you know, I think the answer is L.A., right? Oh, just out of spite. Yeah, for vindication. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, me, Astros fan, I want to beat the Dodgers again to shut them up because that's all just I've made, heard for four years. And Major League Baseball wants the Dodgers, right? They don't care that the Braves haven't been in the World Series since 99? Yeah. Is that right? 22 years. They don't care about that. If the Braves had Soroka and Acuna Jr. and Ozuna, different story. Then I bet they would be okay. Yeah, let's get Acuna Jr. in the World Series. See if he can make some magic. But no, of course MLB wants the Dodgers. Bigger market, bigger name team right now, bigger stars. Hey, about to be the biggest star in baseball is this Rosario kid. He's playing lights out. He's playing better than everyone not named Jordan Alvarez. Mm-hmm. He was a good you only, get. You only get one pick here, man. You taking the Dodgers on the road, you're going to take the Braves at home? Uh, Well, I'm going to bet on the home team. Yeah, I'm going to bet too. on the Braves. Uh, the Dodgers is facing too much of adversity. You know, their their team is very strong. I pick them to go to the World Series, so it's hard to to pick against them now and go against my my regular season prediction. But the Braves just seem like a team of destiny to win this series, so I'm going with the Braves at home. If you'd have told me Max Scherzer was out there tonight, I don't think I would have gone with the Braves at home. It'd be hard to do. Yeah, especially like Pollock and Bellinger, and I think Taylor had a role. Had a real good game last, uh, game five. Like the team, the Dodgers team can hit, and the Dodgers team can get on base. And if they do it early, they got a shot. But I think it's going to be insanely hard because you know defensively. Although I'm not, I'm I'm not saying sleep on Walker Bueller. I'm not saying that. No, he's very good. Yeah, but it's not Matt Scherzer. I know? think Walker Bueller hit um, an innings cap. So I think the Dodgers organization knows that 
Walker Buehler can only throw about 160, 180 innings, and he hit that this year. And you're seeing that Walker Buehler hasn't brought his best stuff into the playoffs this year. He's been very middling. He's got middling arm. Yes. He ain't got the dead arm. He's got, got, he's got the, I went from a true number one to a three and a half. If on Monday, whenever a friend of the show tunes in to, at four o'clock to listen to us talk, I would be excited to be talking about Freddie Freeman going to the World Series. If you're not rooting for Freddie Freeman, you're probably a generally a bad person. I would agree. He's one of the best dudes in all of sports. It's an exciting little team, dude. And as good as TV as that Dodgers-Houston Astros series would be, there would be something also like poetic about, and they're not upstart. They're not out of nowhere, Braves, but they're not far from that. To like on the national recognition level, I don't think people are like, this Braves team, long time coming for them. I don't think it's that. No, this is very much a team of destiny kind of situation. Like I, I gave the at the beginning of the playoffs, I gave the Atlanta Braves zero chance of not only making it to the World Series but getting out of the first round. I thought there's no way this Braves team can do it without number one, their ace Mike Soroka, right. one of the best players in baseball, Ron Acuna Jr., their slugger Marcelo Zuna. Like there's no way they're going to win a series against the best pitching team in baseball, the Milwaukee Brewers. There's no way they're going to do that. Oh, they did it. Dead arm from Scherzer. What's the cat's name that was in Milwaukee that just decided to punch his hand through a wall? Devin, Devin Williams. Devin Williams. Hey, the Bra- Maybe that is the destiny you're talking about, but it's not the Braves itself. It's They just play in, like, fortunate circumstance. Yeah, they're just doing everything they need to do. That's one of those go out there, hey, just don't get hurt. Like it's gonna work out for you. It's kinda like squid game where you draw the right number for the game and you go in the right ah. order and you survive the next challenge out of sheer luck and fortuitousness. I I don't know what your reference is here. I know I, I, I made that reference because I knew you had no idea what I was talking about. Something to do with sushi, I think. You wanna play a game? What is that? Is that that's from a different movie? game. That's from Saw. It, that's from Saw. That's that sounded different. in English. That's a different. And you movie. told me there's one guy speaks just, in English. Do you just watch the thing on mute? Is there even a point to the volume up? Well, yeah, stuff happens. You'd like to hear what's going on, like in the ethereal world. Yeah, there's, but you don't speak Korean. More things happen that you can hear than just people speaking a language. There's bings and bangs and booms and crashes and stuff happens. I mean, there, I'm sure there's probably like enough like contextual clues around all that, though, right? If people stop talking to you, Fred, you don't go deaf. You can still hear stuff. Yeah, but in the subtitles, it's, it's always like loud clanging. Like when Nirvana comes on and Vital tells us to get off the air because he's got to play commercials. You can still hear that. David Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're playing a game with I-9 Sports, and we're celebrating our sober October. 
with the Wall Strong. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. 9 a.m. is NBA for your boys. 10 a.m. is Ryan Tamari. 10.15, C.J. Chavez. C.J. Chavez, owner, I don't know, president, face of, I'm not good with job titles, of Evolve Strong. So make sure you tune in for he, as we've been celebrating our Sober October journey. He's the best in the biz, I'll tell you what. I tell you what, he's nice, man. He's insanely nice. Uh, Ben Simmons, we talked about throughout the week, Van, I want to talk about it a little bit right here because there was a development yesterday. We were not on the radio yesterday. That is kind of a story to me. Um, I don't know how much national headlines it's caught, but Ben Simmons says yesterday that he's not going to be able to play for the Philadelphia 76ers citing mental health concerns. Did you see this? I did. Okay. So that that is well and good. Um, I understand that makes sense to me, that sentence. Um, the story to me, though, is I think I saw some talking heads. I know I did. I saw some pundits kind of questioning the authenticity of that. That did was my that? first reaction. You were questioning. That was my first reaction, yeah. W- what led you down that path? Okay, well, data. Yeah. <laughs> Hard data. I mean, the things that he's been saying for a year, the things that he's been saying all off season. He doesn't like the organization. He doesn't like his role in the organization. Doesn't want to play for this team. And then all of a sudden, it's mental health issues. And you know, ABQ Central, Van Nunley and Fred Slow, we are big on mental health. We talk about mental health stories. We have people on the show right. talking about mental health. We want Albuquerque, our listenership, and, you know, the world to be happier, healthier people. I think this one stinks a little bit. I feel opposite. Oh, good. I feel very opposite even. I would say that a lot of the telltale signs that I identify as struggles with mental health, I'm seeing in Ben Simmons. I'm seeing a guy who for a long time had an identity as a basketball player and has lost that self of identity. I will tell you, a player who has sabotaged themselves such a way professionally and personally cannot be of sane mind. So instead of... A selfish crybaby, which is what the media portrayed his behavior as the past year, especially this offseason. You see a person struggling with mental health, and that was their way to respond what was going on in their life. Not understanding the tools and outlets that were available to them, them being Ben Simmons. I was talking last night to Andrew Davison, who is the assistant coach for the men's basketball team out here at Highlands. Highlands University, and we were talking about it, and he and I are both 36, 37 years old. And a terminology he was using was soft. We were talking about Ben, he said, well, Ben is soft. He can't handle the spotlight. And, then, and I think that's a, that's a concept that you and I grew up with, right? Sure. Now, if you can't do it at the highest level, then you don't have the mental capacity. And I'm going to say a guy, and we talked about it earlier in the week, who 
has only practiced basketball his entire life, has got to the highest level of competition, who has obtained generational wealth, to self-sabotage in the way he has, and the stuff that's visible, right, like being afraid to shoot outside of 12 feet. Like that is a mental hiccup. That's Charles Barkley golf swing. You know, but then uh, on top of that, being in a position to not know how to communicate that illness, that's to me where it comes off as poor perception to teammates and family and friends in the media. Not knowing the outlets that exist for you to say, I'm not okay and I don't know what to do. Okay. Well, I mean, that is one way to look at it. And I hope when all the dominoes fall, he does get the help he needs. And this is, was what was going on because the way the NBA and the media was portraying this situation is he was a childish little prima donna who wanted right. his way right. and was going to do whatever he could to get his way. I'll tell you who I think that is. That's 2005 Eli Manning. That's – I'm going to throw a hissy fit because I don't want to play in San Diego. I want to play in New York. That, to me, is that kind of approach where you don't sabotage your own, like, capabilities and people's, like, consideration of your skill set. And that's what I think Ben Simmons has done. I think it's all the self-sabotage that's led me to believe – that mentally he's not there. Yeah, I mean, to have that perspective, I'm going to need more data. Mm -hmm. For now, I'm leaning towards childish behavior, wanting to get his way, asking for a trade. I mean, if, if the Philadelphia 76ers would have got a good trade partner, he would have been gone. But the Magic are not going to take him if they have a belief. Because you know the research that's done in the association on guys. Sure. Yeah. Like, they're not going to say, well, he's just disgruntled because the city of Philadelphia and the organization of Philadelphia is a joke, and it makes sense that he would want to get out there. I think they're saying, oh, there's something, something has popped. Something has snapped with old Ben Simmons. Well, to me, I think it's the exact opposite of that. Right. If teams were doing their due diligence with Ben Simmons and found out, hey, this is probably just a mental health issue, they have all the resources at their disposal to help Ben Simmons. But if it's an attitude problem, if it's an effort problem, if it's a prima donna childish problem, that's, right. I think teams would stay away from that, not a genuine mental health concern. Because in the past few years, you've seen a lot of success with an organization supporting someone going through mental health issues and having really good results. So to me, like you said, with all the resources available and all the homework that these organizations do on an individual, if it was just a diagnosable mental health issue that he could overcome, I think they would have traded for Ben Simmons. I think they would make an effort to see what the asking price was. But there's been close to zero interest on taking him on because of this behavior. You think it's maturity level? That's what I'm leaning towards, yeah. I mean, if it is mm -hmm. mental health stuff, I would like to see more data and prove myself wrong. But this yeah. is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing maturity. I'm seeing just a, a lack of effort for being a good teammate. Look, you got, what was Joel Embiid? 
third in the MVP last year? Uh, he was in the mix. Yeah. yeah, he was top five MVP last year. If you can have that guy be your teammate and you're making $30 million a year, what else do you need? I mean, what do you want? Well, I think that's a really good like question to ask because I maybe I can give you this answer. Maybe you need like security mentally, like at the workplace and at home, and maybe like and I don't know Ben Simmons's origin story. I don't know if he grew up, you know, happy poor, and I I, I can't say, but maybe you, we talk about this often, like same face, new place. You know, maybe like Philadelphia is not like conducive. To strong mental health for he. Oh, the city that threw batteries at Santa. I'm saying. Oh, you think that's not a good place to play? Well, I'm telling you, that's the obstacle, right? Because he didn't want to go on the floor in Philadelphia against the Nets because he knew the reaction of the crowd, and that, and and then he finally got to that breaking point where he saw no outlets. Because I would imagine there are people in his life, his camp, and by the way, NBA camp. There's not a program that says you are qualified or certified or capable of leading young men. It's mostly guys that they came up with. But I bet his camp was like, hey, don't even worry about it, dog. He'll never have to play in Philly. You're going to get booed one time a year when you visit because you're on the Memphis Grizzlies or whatever, right? And it finally hit him, like in that last moment. And I'm sure it was the longest moment he's experienced of his life to where it was you have to go on the court in front of Philadelphia fans and you're going to hear it as you put one off the back iron. And that's when he finally, like, laid admittance to, like, a mental health struggle because he didn't have, like, the utility to communicate that before, in my opinion. Who was the, the last elite player to have the yips? I'm just drawing a blank here. To have, like, the yips yips? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Maybe Kevin Love? Uh, no, it was more profound on the court. Kevin Love had his mental health issues, but he still excelled on the court. Give me a second here. I'll think Someone of it. who just lost it, you're yeah. saying? Yeah, yes. Um, well, I remember when the Monstars got a hold of Muggsy Bogues, and then Muggsy Bogues couldn't perform anymore. Is that what you're talking okay. about? Okay, Markel Fultz. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And that that was, I mean, he was second pick in the draft. I mean, it hits him in all different ways. Speaking of mental first, pressures. First overall pick. Also by the 76ers. Yeah. Well, and I think we're seeing it now with the kid. Let's continue this conversation, actually, because I want to talk about the kid down in New Orleans, and I want to talk about some of the dissolve that we saw on the Lakers bench last night and the one whole game they played all year. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're playing given the I-9 Sports, and we're celebrating our sober October with Evolve Strong. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Back at it on the program. From the texter. What about Kyrie? Half the NBA has fake vaccine cards. Either some broad got in his head or he has serious mental health issues. I'm telling you, Van, I don't think young NBA is cared for. 
I don't think there is a there's a group of individuals in the corner of young NBA or that is caring for them mentally and emotionally the way that young men need to be cared for. So you think the NBA itself needs to make mental health a priority? I think the NBA needs to be far more diligent about the professional influences that are allowed around its employees. Well, I think you can make an example of Kevin Love. He didn't get the help that he needed for a long time. And his mental health struggles were demonized in the basketball community. Just mm -hmm. like you said, um, whoever referred to Ben Simmons as soft couldn't handle the pressure. That's the kind of treatment that Kevin Love got. Correct. And he had very diagnosable anxiety and depression issues. Right, when he, right when he sat down with a, a mental health professional, he was like, oh, this is anxiety and that's depression. He's like, this is a classic case. And Kevin Love was like, oh, my God, that's what's been going on this whole time. No one ever thought to send me to a mental health professional. He went years and years and years of coaches and sycophants telling him that he was soft when he had an easily diagnosable mental health issue. For Ben Simmons, that might have been the case the whole time. So instead of a, a crybaby prima donna, maybe he had easily diagnosable mental health issues. But if you're talking about Kyrie, those would be something way beyond anxiety or depression. Correct. Be believing the earth is flat and thinking there's microchips inside of a vaccine, that is a huge step beyond anxiety and depression in the mental, yeah. in the mental illness spectrum. That's some sort of opposition syndrome that I don't know enough about to be able to diagnose or, or really give you a, like an extensive understanding of. But I, I think the mental health conversation is so difficult, specifically in the NBA, because, like, right now, the NBA, and the, you know who's not going to believe this is friend of the show. Like, friend of the show right now who's, like, a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. It's NFL all the time. I'm going to tell you right now, worldwide, the NBA, basketball is it. Like, it's not, like, this is the biggest game on the planet. There are more eyes. There's more attention. It's worldwide than there's ever been, Right. So we don't understand the Sure, NBA is number two to soccer worldwide. Soccer, yeah. yeah. And this isn't the 90s NBA that everyone claims that they used to love but can't speak on it poetically or passionately, where it was just up and coming as it was being introduced to the world. We, we were joking about that list of NBA top 75 over the last 75 years, and there's like, realistically, of that 75 years, 45 years where people are like, I don't really know. And you can lie. You can say the big names, but you don't really know. But everyone knows the entire NBA now, and the players that are in it, like, they know that. Like, the pressure, I mean, this is the stuff that cracks diamonds. And to, like, watch, like, all these, Zion Williamson right now, to watch all these guys just, like, mentally dissolve like, I, I just think so much more has to be done for these young men. We were talking the other day about um, the kid that played in Cleveland and Dallas. Uh, what's his name? Oh, help me out, Van. Oh, um, Delonte West. Yeah, Delonte West. Yeah. Like, 
I'm telling you, there's it's a different spotlight. And then the individuals that get around these guys, because, again, we're talking about generational wealth, right? So the individuals get around these guys, if Ben Simmons is like, Joel Embiid got on the microphone before the game and he hates me, and everyone around him is going to say, he does hate you. Keep giving me money. Like, that's not the support you need. Well, he did get on the microphone and say to support his brother Ben. I mean, I think. I'm talking about perception, but yes, you're correct. Sure. I mean, that's what he actually said, and hopefully that's what he actually means if this is a mental health issue. Because it does have a lot of signs of a mental health disorder. Like, is this. Are we talking Kyrie levels? Are we talking Antonio Brown levels? Are we talking just general anxiety and depression, Kevin Love levels? Like, what, what is this? I mean, he does need to seek some help and figure out what's going on with a mental health professional. Because it wouldn't surprise me if he sat down with a mental health professional. He's like, oh, you're just selfish. He's like, oh, you couldn't handle the pressure and you wanted to run away. Instead of doing what it takes to make you a better person, a better teammate, a better player, you're just selfish. I mean, that's one way that it could go. But in all likelihood, there's probably something bigger boiling. Do you think with, like, Zion Williamson there's anything like that? Because that's my opinion. That I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Because what he did is what I did when I had mental health issues. Like, I can see that. Because I was the guy who, who put on 40 pounds when I struggled. Sure. You know, I was the guy who ballooned over 300. Well, I think Zion's going to slim down once he's in – once he's in a, his injury is healed enough that he can really get back in basketball shape. I don't think that's. Well, New Orleans said that broken foot wasn't as bad as what a broken foot sounds. Ah, interesting. Yeah, and what I'm saying is like, hey, broken foot sucks. I mean, you got the outlets to like get in the pool. You know, like like move like move your body. And I think it's that identity thing, man. And I know I keep going to the well on it, but it's like Zion Williams. Zion Williamson only knows how to be the most important basketball player in existence because that's all he's ever been, right? Sure. So when, when your leg don't work, when your body don't work, your mind give up on itself. You're the best player in country when you're a kid on a travel team. You're the best player in the country in high school. You're the best player in the country in college. You're the best player in the country in the draft. You're a superstar rookie. Like That's that's all the weight of the world on you. Yeah, all of it. And you, you made a mention of – you know, Delonte West, he he is diagnosed with bipolar disorder, and that's a very small percentage of people have bipolar disorder. About 1 in 50 people have bipolar disorder in the United States, about 1 in 70 in the world. But anxiety? One out of four and a half people have it. Right. So I'm looking across the glass at Vital. You got me sitting here. You got you in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico. And I'm looking across the glass at KKOB here and seeing Brandon Vote and uh, an old Bobcat across the other side of the glass. That's five people. One of us has an anxiety disorder. I know, I know what affects That's one me. out of five people. Like how many people in the NBA, if you extrapolate that data across the NBA, so many people friend, have undiagnosed disorders. Friend of the show, Kevin, is joining us. Kevin regularly contributes whenever we're having conversations similar to this. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you. And um, by no means do I want to make light of any sort of mental disorders or, you know, 
these are real issues that people have. But my, my genuine question is, is did we in the past, say the 1980s, 1990s, I mean, there's a lot of pressure, right? I mean, Michael Jordan went through a lot of pressure, even though he's the greatest ever. Mm-hmm. But what about, did we just ignore all these mental issues in the past? And that is a true travesty if that's what happened. Or is today's society kind of yielding towards more people being okay to be anxious. And like I said, I'm not discounting chemical imbalances and everything that's happening right now, but it seems like the way that we raise our children nowadays, you know, they don't ever, it's hard to tell a kid he did something wrong. You can't yell at a kid. You can't, you know, and I'm not saying this, the one suit does not fit all on this, guys. But I think I find that either we've always had a mental health crisis in this country, we've ignored it, or, or something's happening, and either it's in the water or it's the way we're psychologically raising our youth. But, you think it's um, a blend, it's a good, Kevin? And, you think it's a blend? Yes, sir. You, you think it's both of them, right? It's got to be a combination. I think it is. I, I think it's a blend. I think there's a lot of stuff going on, and we can't deny. I mean, this whole COVID thing is certainly aiding to a lot of, a lot of victimizations on both sides of the issue, right? There's people that are playing victim cards both ways, and it's just – I think uh, it's, it's, it's a good topic you have, and it's very uh, constructive, and it's hard to put your finger on it, but I think it's a little bit of both. Um, we can all toughen up a little bit, and we can all pay attention to more people that have uh, problems, you know, that can be solved through other means, through psychology or through pharmaceuticals, through, you know, that type of stuff. But And I felt compelled to call in and just, just curious, uh, you know, what's, how it all evolves and how, where we're at today. And thank you for the good conversation. Appreciate you, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. You know, and it is a mix of a lot of factors because, as oh, yeah. as you know, Fred, and the loyal listener might not know, that's what I did for over a decade before we started this gig. As I was in the mental health world, the de- developmental disabled world, where I was exposed to to this a lot, and it is a mix of a lot of factors. But but one thing that's really overlooked is is modern science and modern technology. You didn't know that bipolar disorder was a thing until bipolar disorder was discovered and analyzed and extrapolated. And there were, you know, independent case studies done on it to a point where we can exactly diagnose bipolar disorder. It's not like bipolar disorder and anxiety didn't exist before or there was less of it before. Now we have way better tools to realize what's going on with these individuals like oh that is bipolar disorder oh that is anxiety disorder it's not like it didn't exist before or it wasn't as bad before we have better tools to realize what's going on i know we got to go to break but my kind of my last thought and, and but i'll continue this if you want to van you know i'm super passionate about this one is you know years ago because the brain is so associated with the physical being right so years ago like you were just punch drunk you know, years ago, like what you put your body through and how it affected your mind, that's because you put your body through it. And we now know, like, how closely associated all that stuff is. So, like, what you do physically to yourself, I'll use Zion Williamson as an example, that's going to affect you mentally. So it's, it's as you continue to go down a path that, like, obviously, physically speaking, his body's not accustomed to this existence. It changes how your mind processes. Like, you, you cannot find a mental stability if you cannot find, like, physical comfort. Um, that's all Maslow stuff as well, though. So sure, yeah. Um, and, 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 and Kevin did have a good point. I mean, modern society, you do have more triggers for anxiety. You know, the rise of social media, and yeah. there's there's a constant perception of you as a person and 
what what character are you portraying in real life versus on social media and all those pressures of of modern living it does add more x's to this very complicated equation mm-hmm. well and you know i you know me and the girlfriend what six months now you know it's not the longest relationship of all time but like one of the earliest conversations we had when we started dating was hey fred on the radio is a character like fred on the radio is not really fred like there's fred fred exists but like fred on 95.9 fm an AM six ten the sports animal, like the exaggerated stories and necessary embellishment, and that's I mean a lot of people have a hard time separating that in their life. So um, let's grab a break. One more NBA topic, Van, uh, before we kind of wrap up our NBA talk, and we're going to hit that Lakers thing pretty heavy. It's ABQ Central on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten the sports animal. Speaking of pressure in the NBA, Van, your Los Angeles Lakers have already cracked. Speaking they're of soft. Fist, yeah, oh my gosh, they're going to fist fight each other on national television. Insurmountable deficit in the Western Conference at 0-2. Chasing the 2-0 and Memphis Grizzlies. The pressure finally got to them. Lakers ain't going to win a game all season. I don't know. Is that true? Is Memphis in first? I just said that out loud. I have no idea. Are they even in the West? I think that's, like, of all the teams you could have picked, that one's the gamble. That was pretty weird, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What part of the country are they in? You Warriors, Warriors, Jazz, and the Nuggets. Memphis, Memphis is one and one. Memphis is one and zero. Oh, undefeated Memphis Grizzlies, Warriors, hey, Jazz, you. and Nuggets. Memphis, they're not playing against the league. They're playing against Vegas. They're going to teach you. They're going to teach you all. The Lakers, though, this one ain't mental health. This is just wham, wham. I need a. Sip on a Weineken to wash down oh those French gosh. cries. Hey, I've never been in a situation in my life where I'm like, you know what I think I'll do that'll really help right now? Violence. Yeah. Yeah. Aggressi- hey, you know think- aggressively yeah. shake an adult. Yeah. He, you know gra- he grabbed him by the arms and shook him. Yeah. Like a, like a black and white movie from the 40s when your uppity dame gets lippy with yeah. you. Just <laughs> grabbed her by the arms and shook her. Hey, hear me out, guys. I got a plan during this time out. I'm just really going to escalate things. I'm just going to – I'm only not going to, like, just publicly ruin any sort of, like, relationship between, like, myself and Dwight Howard. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it really awkward for everyone involved. Yeah, I See, can tell Anthony you exactly Davis. how this situation went on the side. Oh, would you like Would you do. like to hear yes, it? Yes, I want it. Marionette it. Anthony Davis said, Dwight, you really messed up that pick and roll. And Dwight was like, screw you, man. You really messed up that pick and roll. And Anthony Davis was like, well, you have a stupid haircut. And <laughs> Dwight, Dwight Howard said, well, your eyebrows are ridiculous. And then Anthony Davis started shaking the hell out of him. That's what happened. I think you're close. I actually think it went down like this. Dwight Howard said, hey, you got to work in the low post. And Anthony Davis is like, you mean like Akeem Olajuwon? And then... Dwight Howard's like, yeah, you got to do the dream shake. And Anthony Davis is like, is it like this? Like this? <laughs> and then he shakes him. <laughs> and and you know what I love? Con- My favorite part about it, and we'll get to the press conference right after this because that, yeah. that was professional-level stuff too, right there at the press oh, conference. too good. Is the other teammates didn't break it up. No. LeBron James' security guard broke it up. LeBron James' security guard was the first person to react and think – this is bad. Maybe I should break up these two seven-foot teammates. 
Rajon Rondo didn't step in. LeBron James didn't step in. LeBron James' security guard was like, that's enough, guys. Break it up. Rajon Rondo did what he's done his whole career. He was like, pass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, not for me. No thanks. Hey, also, and I'm not that, and I'm six and a half foot tall, right? But I'm not the dude who's about to step in between two seven footers that are trying to throw hammer fist at each other. Sure. Like, like I, you know what else I don't do? Fight windmills. Right. Because you're not going to win. Well, luckily for me, I'd be safe because I'd be punching over my head. They're just their belly buttons would be smashing against my face. They're so tall. God, that in the press conference, LeBron is just sitting next to Davis as Davis is going. He's just just sipping from his gallon container. He's like, I'm just here so I don't get fined or whatever. Oh man. Dwight Howard's hair is ridiculous this year. Everything is ridiculous. His, his human form is ridiculous. His shoulders are pretty sweet. Yeah, they're the sweetest. I picture his shoulders when I'm at the gym. I'm like, you're going to get these shoulders one day. When I'm at Evolve Strong working out, I'm like, I'm getting Dwight Howard's shoulders. Were you surprised that Anthony Davis was even able to spread his arms wide enough to get around Dwight Howard's shoulders to shake him? It's like whenever a little kid is like, I love you this much. Aww. To, to shake you. And Dwight Howard, like, I'm not saying Dwight Howard don't want a piece because I feel like Dwight Howard not afraid of no one. But, like, Dwight Howard's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, well, Dwight Howard, like, kept getting distracted by Anthony Davis's eyebrows. He, like, kept ducking because he thought a seagull was flying right at him. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Because <laughs> as when I was a child, I used to draw seagulls. And then as an adult... I just have to look at Anthony Davis's eyebrows. Is that a Mitch Hedberg joke? No, I just sounded like him, though, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the, the problem with the Lakers, the LeBron James-led Lakers, is they bring in all these cats, but, like, there ain't enough room in the alley. Like, you don't have – you're not building a team correctly. This is not – you get one, two, maybe three – and then a bunch of role players around it. You get guys that have only ever been the guy. Yeah. They got you. Okay, obviously LeBron James. That, he's pretty you good. Can, you can make an argument he's the best player of all time. You can't make an argument he's any lower than third. Okay? Right. So he's been the best player in the NBA his whole career. Dwight Howard, right before LeBron James came to the league, he was the best player in the NBA for a while. Russell Westbrook. Averaged a triple-double. He was the best player in the NBA for a while. There was a stretch where you Rajon could not... Rajon Rondo got ships. Yes. There's a stretch where Rajon Rondo was the best player in the NBA. He was unstoppable. And then you got Anthony Davis, who was just an absolute freak. He goes through a, a run a couple years ago. He's the best player. You got five people who were once the best player in the NBA, and they're supposed to all get along and be happy and share the ball. Get out of here. Of course this stuff is going to happen. Well, and you got a mix of players, especially the aging star players, not being able maybe to keep up or not being able to play the game the way the younger guys do. I don't know that that could be a problem with it. I think they're all still just as good. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think LeBron has lost the team after two games, but it is oh, kind of funny to see gone. what's going on after two games. I think if you're a fan of LA sports right now, like if you're a friend of the show and you're like, I love the Dodgers and I love the Lakers and and 
you're about to watch the Rams get beat by the Lions. Oof. Like that's the that's the L.A. energy. Right that's now. the one that's not going to happen. Well, yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you and Lenny <laughs> are probably pretty right on that one, but yeah, I'm just I'm telling you, this Lakers team, them boys in trouble. Like I, I don't know if, if we called Rob Portnoy right now and could get him off the golf course for two minutes of his life to come on and talk about the Lakers, he'd tell you this was a disaster right now. They're gonna be fine. No, they are not. They're gonna be fine. Is Phil Jackson coming out of retirement or the grave or wherever he is to come back and coach this team? Because that's what they need. He just needs to text them. <laughs> but it'll be like a it'll be a misattributed quote. It'll be like so it'll be like a John Lennon quote, but he'll say it was from Gandhi, and they'll be like, "Oh, this is really inspirational." Imagine all the people yeah. living life in peace, Mahatma Gandhi. Yeah. <laughs> ellipses consider voting yes on universal income and they're like what <laughs> what like what are you, just, hey, why, why are you what? sneaking this in here gandhi you, you weirdo <laughs> bill jackson's plan is like you know what we could do guys we could go to a king's game hockey's back and they're like oh yeah that'll build fellowship let's do it hey what are you guys doing next thursday through sunday you want to go on a yoga retreat with me yeah. it's like we're playing in seattle <laughs> he's like yeah but my my gal Jeannie, she like knows a guy up here. It should be really cool. That was a Sonics joke. No one's playing in Seattle. I just flew I get right, it. I yeah, super flew, get it. Flew right by you. No, Phil, we're not going on a yoga retreat. This is the middle of the season. Hey, that was weird. hey, you guys want to go down to to Ecuador and do some ayahuasca with me? It'll really get you in touch. Help you bond as teammates. But the way Phil says it, he's like, hey, you guys want to go to Ecuador and do ayahuasca again? And they're all like, Phil, we've never done we've ayahuasca never done with ayahuasca you. With you. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> that was the Beatles, and it was India. Yeah. And Phil's like, Phil's like, oh, sorry, I had your number saved as Bill Walton. Yeah, go, you beat me to it. Actually, that was me and Bill Walton and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. My bad, oh, LeBron. God. And you know when Phil Jackson starts to tell a story, it's done. They're like, ugh. Like, and his his delivery. He's like, Phil, just coach basketball. Don't tell us another story. Well, I was backpacking on the island of Peru. Right ugh. From South America and became its own independent nation. And like, That never happened, Phil. Peru is still very much attached to South America. Phil. You did acid, and you read the biography of Che Guevara. Chill out. This did not happen to you. <laughs> By the way, nice headband you've been wearing. Stephen Busters presents ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pumpkins of all sizes. Van Nunley is bringing you a Guinness World Record attempt this afternoon at Rio Rancho. As he is going to host Fall Fest at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Forget this, Vital. Rio Ranchians and surrounding communities. So I guess when I said Rio Ranchians, what I should have said was fall enthusiasms. Where Rio Rancho in the event center expect 1,300 people, Michael, to show up to simultaneously carve pumpkins for five straight minutes. And who's ever got the sharpest and longest knife probably wins. So Van and I were up there. I know, Van, you said stepped out for a second. Van and I were up there at the Rio Rancho Event Center earlier this week, kind of planning and cataloging everything. And 
they have bought 1,500 of those like pumpkin carving saw knives. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. the little yeah, plastic dealies. Yeah. So we were up there, and they're in like an assembly line just unbagging them all, like hundreds of hands, and I'm dying. I'm just loving it. <laughs> so anyway. It's a lot so of be, knives. Oh, they're, my they're, gosh. Are they plastic? Yeah. Oh, they yeah. Have, so, well, yeah. Yeah, they're like the plastic handle, like metal cutty deal. And it's approximately like 1,300 people coming out for this challenge for the Guinness Book of World Records. Officials will be there to score it. There will be a lot of volunteer officials too. So if you want to get your kids out for this free event, by the way, Michael, free event. Now that would be a lot of fun. Oh, my gosh. And they have a, they got like a pumpkin patch thing, and there's going to be live music, and there will be a costume contest. And it's going to be the whole deal. So it's like 2 o'clock to like, I think, 8 o'clock tonight. It might be 6 o'clock. But it's like 2 to 8 today. And you go out there to the Rio Rancho Event Center, obviously, ton of parking, all that kind of stuff, easy access. It's all available. And I won't be there. I will be in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico, home of the World College. Hey, but I'll be there. But you will be there, Van, just encouraging 1,300, not just kids, but like adults. And well, let me everyone's. tell you, buddy. 1,300 yeah. is the old record. Oh, okay. We're going for 2,000-plus pumpkin Stop. carvers. 2,000-plus to demolish the Guinness World Record for pumpkin carving. And big shout-out to Brandon Vote at KKOB. Just had me on air to talk about the fall festival at Rio Rancho Event Center. That's where I was for the last few minutes. Oh. Big shout-out to Brandon Vote. Yeah. I'm going to go over to the country station next. Okay. I'm gonna change. I'm definitely definitely gonna change my voice on that one. Yeah, you gotta you gotta drop your R's. Yeah, gotta need a little twang. I'm a big pumpkin carving guy, Van. I'm a big like I'm an enthusiast for it. I like the fellowship of it. I like doing it with kids. I like creating like non traditionals. Same. Last year, um, no, actually two years ago, I didn't uh, I didn't carve pumpkins last year because of COVID. I was scared there was, guess. there was COVID in the pumpkins. That what is, okay, I lived I lived in fear last year, Fred. <laughs> it's very Alex Jones of you. Yeah. Keep going. All right, they're putting COVID in the pumpkins. <laughs> they're trying no, to turn the pump trying to turn the pumpkins uh them types. <laughs> like, like what is them types? I think you could say you could say they're trying to turn pumpkins gay. I mean, oh, okay. He said there it. You it's not like you he did say it. It's not like you said it. Vitale, this is a real Alex Jones thing. Yeah. A r- it's a real thing he did. So well, weird. Vitale's just staring at the microphone like, I don't know what to say to this. What are you guys doing? No, he, he he's always paranoid <laughs> about certain subjects, and so he just goes off the deep end. Did I tell you? I'm sorry we derailed this living advertisement for the Fall Festival at Rio Rancho Event Center where we're going to try to set a Guinness World Record for pumpkin carving at 3.30. You don't need to bring anything. We already have the pumpkins. We already have the tools. The pumpkins are already gutted. All you have to do is sit there and carve two eyes, a nose, and a mouth in five minutes. So what you do is... You need enthusiasm, though. you got to bring that. Yeah, and bring everyone you know, and let's demolish this record. But, but you're going to be timed. But I remember the first time I ever heard Alex Jones. I uh, came up to Albuquerque one summer. I believe it was the summer when I was 19 years old. This is how long 
Alex Jones has been an idiot. So I pulled into town, and I was messing with the dial trying to find the hip-hop station, because, you know, I'm a big hip-hop dork. And I found this guy yelling at clouds on the air, and he was saying, The government is putting AIDS in the corn. Do not buy cream corn from Walmart. It's going to give you AIDS. And I was like, who is this maniac? And I found out who Alex Jones was, and I started listening to him, and he was so entertaining. And that's my Alex Jones story. You, uh, I was you never, know, I was you know, never like an Alex Jones guy. Like, oh my God, he kind of nailed this. Like, this is so true. But I was like, this is entertaining. And this guy is the, a crazy person. Isn't it weird that your origin story with Alex Jones and Kyrie Irving's origin story with Alex Jones is the exact same? Isn't that funny? Yeah. But a Ky- Kyrie was like, oh no, yeah, I do hate cream corn. <laughs> I do refuse to eat it. Hey, also, like, conspiracy theory-wise, I'm in on kind of a lot of them. I'm in on, like, anything that's, like, Big Brother or Deep State. Like, you almost have to convince me it's not true. If you were to be like, hey, Fred, there's an island in the middle of the Atlantic where there's, like, real-life squid game, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not even that. Okay. Yeah, you know how many people go missing every year? Where do they go? Squid Game Island? Duh. Not that weird to me. But... (laughs) But, like, like, do not tell me that if you stay outside overnight and listen to the croaking of the frogs, that it's going to change your sexual orientation, Alex Jones. Because that one there, now you've lost me. You've lost me on that one. You got no validity anymore. Did he start with any? (laughs) Not not with your boy. He did infiltrate Bohemian Grove and, like, expose Bohemian Grove. Like, that's one he actually did that was a good one. You can't you can't ride exposing Bohemian Grove to false flag attacks. You can't I mean it stops right there. There's a definite line that you cross when you're a crazy person on the radio. And that and that line is somewhere right in front of Sandy Hook being a, a fake shooting. I think that's the line that's the line. What time are we getting out to Fall Festival? Uh I'm gonna be there one thirty maybe. It starts at two. I gotta get my okay. lay of the land. I got to get another coffee in me and uh, get the keys to my golf cart. So you're going for a record, national, world record? World, a Guinness world record for pumpkin carving, simultaneous pumpkin carving. Now, is this for planet Earth or just for planet Guinness? Ooh, planet Guinness, that sounds delicious. Yeah. Ugh, November 1st, we're coming for you. New restaurant, we called it, we're naming it right now. But you'll be out there all day, and you'll be having a lot of fun. And if you're a friend of the show and you see Van in his golf cart, you wearing any sort of Halloween attire, or what's your plan? No, I'm just uh, I'm going to be out in the sun a lot because most of it's outdoors. So I'll be in a cowboy hat today. So, oh, okay. So look for my well-tailored blazer and cowboy hat. So your costume is an extra from Rust. Yeah, I'll, I'll be dressing up as uh, J.R. Ewing from Dallas. That's what I'm going to okay, be. Okay, but... Very good reference. Thank you. <laughs> Let me make sure I got Not the right. Not dated at all. You'll have your, all you'll have your KRSD voice going. That'll, even, that'll bring him in. Well, that's a good one. Even the Dallas remake is dated. Dallas, we've had this conversation on the program. Like Dallas and the idea of like that sort of like existence and culture, that was a real, in my opinion, like pivot in television. Because it got away from like, that sort of like um, yuppie lifestyle television. And that's what really opened the door to like 
married with children and like Roseanne and all those kind of things. Okay, I just googled J.R. Ewing, and yeah. I need like a flowery brooch kind of ridiculous looking thing for my hat. I got to work on that. I got like an hour to work on that. Friend of the show, meet Van down at 400 Fifth Street. What's the avenue? What's the address down there? Oh, I have no idea. Just the Rio Rancho Event Center, the formerly known as the Santa Ana Star Center. There's the big city plaza, a giant, beautiful park where we're going to have pints and paint. You can have a beer and paint whatever you want. There'll be a children's play garden. There'll be a Halloween costume contest there'll be live bands there'll be everything you want to do on a beautiful rio rancho saturday hashtag approach with a brooch ryan tamari joins us at 10 a.m we're gonna have a lot of fun with he dame busters presents abq central powered by new mexico pinion coffee we're playing it with ionine sports we're celebrating sober october with the ball strong 95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal I think it's a great environment. Late October in Laramie, um, you're lucky if we get what's supposed to be on the forecast. Uh, it's a tough place to play against a great opponent. Coach Bull does a great job. They have the same mindset as us. They want to be a physical team and play really good defense, and um, it's a great challenge. Well, the UNM Lobos travel to Wyoming today. Vital, 2-5 and five on the season, going to take on the Brown and yellow, they're four and two. Games at well one thirty. Is that right, Michael? Yep, one thirty, twelve thirty. Uh, pre-game over on seven seventy ninety six three KKOB. Who's hosting that today? I know I wasn't available. It'll be Mike Trujillo. He'll be uh, doing it Aww. with Ned Jameson uh, along with uh, Robert and uh, Dontrell, the D Train. Okay, okay. We're yeah. big D Train fans. He's I'm a got, big everyone fan. He's had a couple of the best interviews on our show consecutively. Yeah, and, and you we, know, and you know our love for Rob Portnoy. We don't have to say anything about Rob Portnoy. He's the best in the biz, right? I got like Rob Portnoy sleep tapes that I put on, and he just like tells me a story, and I just fall right asleep because he's got the best voice in the biz. I love it so much. It's only ten a.m. Friend of the show, and Van makes it sexual again. Every I'm sorry, what? Every single time. I would Joining never us. think about that. Joining us on the program, friend of the show, friend in real life, Ryan Tamari. Ryan, welcome. He He's not plugged in yet. He's getting close. Oh, okay. He's no, getting his all set up. That's what I get for being remote. No, that's okay. I should have been describing everything that was going on. See, we walked in like right at 10. I went down the lobby and grabbed him, and he had to open up his laptop and Plug in his refused, microphone and put on, on Mexico his time. put on his mic condom, and uh, now he's got his headphones on. Welcome okay. to the show, Ryan Tamari. How are you guys this morning? Well, we are two minutes ahead of you, but we're excited that you're here. Well, thank you. Everybody's you, you always two minutes ahead of me. The, the, <laughs> I don't even know what that meant. That was a terrible joke. Your two and five Lobos, Ryan, are traveling to Wyoming today to take on the four and two Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to have an easy run of it if they score early. Your Lobos have a shot if they can contain the passing offense. What do you think is going to happen today, my dude? Take the points, Wyoming minus 20. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to sit here and tell you I, I know nothing about this Wyoming team, but the way I've watched this Lobo team play the last few weeks, 
I I can't see him getting a win. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's just going to continue. It's going to be a bad streak. And I and as alumni, again, I hate to see it. I think the boys got a chance. It's not a good chance. Couple big plays on offense. Couple turnovers on defense. Wyoming's quarterback play is very weak, so they're really depending on the run game. If you can stack seven, seven and a half people in that box, have a rover. Yep. Play a little uh, cover three, stack the box. I think uh, you could do some damage and maybe get an upset here. I think they have not scored in the last two games. Wyoming's not scoring right now. That's good for Lobos because they don't do a lot of scoring either. I was just going to say that. They've got one one touchdown on the offensive side in like the last 15 quarters. 16 quarters, I think, is what I read. Have really struggled to establish any sort of run game as well. I always talk about Bobby Cole because I think he's my favorite player. And, I mean. Are you talking, about, the, got... you talking about Bobby the Coling Ball? Cole? Yes, that's absolutely oh. who I'm talking about. Hashtag Coling Ball. Make it work. Come on, Albuquerque. Hey, Bobby. Hashtag Coling Ball. But, Here we go. The Lobos have not hit 70 rushing yards in any of their last three games. That's rough, and And that's what they have to do to open up the passing game. Very rough. Insanely rough. Laughably rough. Dog noise is rough. Ah, like bark on a tree rough. Mm -hmm. Double dog joke. The top of your house is roof. Ah, not so bad. Top of your mouth, also the roof. Uh That's what's on fire in most hip-hop songs, the roof. Ah. You got one, Ryan? You going to keep up here? I don't. I'm <laughs> slacking this morning. I got Ryan's for you. Whenever he goes to the bar, little roof. Yeah. Oh, hey. Joining us now, friend of the show, Tommy. Tommy, welcome to the program. Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. Uh, Tom Latrice coming at you, the Lobos. Mr. Optimistic, I was being the new Lobo fan at the start of the season, picking them to win six games and go to a bowl game, but I don't, I don't Me feel too. bad about it. Uh, I, they got to get the run game going. They got to get something going with the offensive line and run game. Now, is that Kentucky quarterback, ex Kentucky quarterback, is he playing today? No. No. Okay. They're going to need a spark. Um, what the heck? I'll pick the Lobos to win. They're due. <laughs> I'll pick them to well, win. How about 24 to 20? They're due. <laughs> hey, you thought. But Wyoming's a tough place to play. I used to go up there all the time to get the best fireworks in the world in Wyoming. If you live in Colorado, you go get the good stuff over there. But um, I want to talk a little bit of baseball, if I could. Congratulations to Van. Uh, thank you, buddy. I said the Astros 4 2. They win the series 4 2. Can they exercise the demons? Whoever they play, whether it be the Dodgers, I think it's going to be Atlanta. I'm going to pick Atlanta to beat the Dodgers. I want to see an underdog in that. And you know what the demons are, man, correct? Um, you said they are one-hit wonders, even though they've been to the yeah. American League Championship Series five years in win, a row. Man. you got to win, though. Yeah, I agree. Count. you got to win. you got to win at least two championships in five years to be not called the one-hit wonder. And they want, they want their dynasty. All teams want a dynasty. That will solidify them for dynasty talk. And to maybe about 50% take off that little thing about the, the cheating scandal. That's going to help if they win the right way, correct? You got to think. Or maybe they have a dynasty of cheating. They find a new way to cheat this year and win another <laughs> World Series not. I don't through think cheating. So, but I, 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 
Yeah, yeah. I there's, about I mean, that too. Oh, well, Tommy, there's I whistling. There's whistling allegations yeah. now. Mm. So instead of trash can banging, there's whistling allegations. So oh lord, instead of I, trash I, you know, cans, whistling, it's, uh, I've been hearing that in baseball for years. Though I don't. I guess it could. You could do whistle Morse code type thing. I guess, but um, yeah. I mean, I, that's the thing. I'm going to be interested to see if. And but the thing is, they're going to say ban. Let's say Houston goes and they beat either the Dodgers or Atlanta. They Which they the will. Series. They will. They're going to go back and look back and say, well, you won it the right way. Why couldn't you just do it back then? I mean, they have a great team, right? They're going to say that, too. So I guess I don't know if they can win even if they win the World Series. You know what I mean? Well, in 17, they did it the right way, but they also did it the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't gonna, all the wrong look back, way. But yeah. I, hey, I hey loyal listeners, you thought – I thank you for the call, Tommy. Appreciate your fandom. Yeah. You thought Ryan Tamari was a treat. In studio, we also have the legend Brandon Vote just came across the glass to have another yeah. crossover event. Welcome to the show, Brandon. Oh, thanks for thanks for having me here. Yeah, we'll continue the special crossover event. Yeah, that's, that's going on now. Fred, what's I'm your favorite all time crossover? <laughs> that's a great varsity for you that's, guys. Yeah. All right. Okay, great today's, idea. Right. Today's varsity. Is the Excellent, varsity Brandon. of crossovers? Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> my my absolute favorite crossover of all time, I think, is Allen Iverson. No, oh, nice. Oh, yeah. very good. That's a very strong one. Like where you went there. You're not going Thank Isaiah you. Ryder. That's ooh. <laughs> That's more of a niche crossover there. Uh, and so, so Brandon Vogt has joined you because you were able to convince him over on KKOB to come out to Fall Festival today and participate in the Guinness Book World Record of pumpkin carving. So uh, welcome to the game, Brandon. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, unfortunately, I have a prior commitment to the uh, KKOB <laughs> seed sack uh, celebration that's going on at Jericho Nursery today. But, um, you know, maybe I'll send Mrs. Vogt and the kids over to Rio Rancho. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the bargain we had. <laughs> Jericho Nursery gets BV, and we get we get the wife and kids at the Rio Rancho <laughs> Event Center. Sounds like sounds like uh, Jericho Nursery really lost out on this one. Actually, mm. I think we I think yeah. we came up with the better hand, if you ask me. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of dates in in October. I think next year Rio Rancho needs to have their fall festival another day instead of October twenty third. <laughs> So you're thinking the seed sack challenge gets precedence? <laughs> what is that? Best of luck to you guys. When I hope you, you said, do get your 2,000 people. Yeah. Wait, yeah, I think we will, man. Mm-hmm. We could yeah. beat 1,300 people. Yeah. So what is a seed sack? So this is a contest we'd have it on KKOB where you got seeds back into spring from Jericho, and then you plant your pumpkin, and then today is the day of harvest. <gasps> so everyone's oh, cool. going to bring the pumpkin oh, okay. that they grew, and then we'll see who has the biggest pumpkin. Okay. Yes. So I'm about to turn 40, and my seed sack isn't what it used to be. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes, that does happen with age. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. (laughs) I'm surprised. You're 40. About to be 40. You're going to be 40. 40 in February. Wow. You You wear it well. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you guys. Uh, your payment is coming right after the show. <laughs> I do what I can. So, BV, we were talking yeah. uh, Lobos, Wyoming, right before you walked yes. in. You got, some, still... you got some thoughts on the bows today? Cowboys are a 20-point favorite. 20-point favorite. Yes. Um, we don't even know who the quarterback for the Lobos is going to be. Yet. Or the Cowboys, Chavez. for that matter. Chavez. Okay. They... Isaiah Chavez. Chavez is going to get the start. Mm-hmm. He won two. He's two and zero. He's start. undefeated. Yes, this is right. some high quality Mountain West football we're talking he's, here. Mm-hmm. We don't know who's going to play. It's drama, yeah. for sure. 
Yeah, it, I think going with uh, CJ would have been a bad idea. I think he proved that last week. Sure. He needs a little bit more seasoning. Sure. Yeah. If Terry Wilson can't go, yeah, give, give uh, Isaiah Chavez a chance here. I think if Vegas knew that Isaiah Chavez was going to play, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be 20 points. No. It would be like 19. Vegas knows yeah, that Isaiah Chavez is undefeated. Undefeated uh, over two years, too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He hasn't sure. lost this year either. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> it may have gone to 19 and a half. Yeah. I, I was, you're right. I was one of, I don't know, 20 people remaining in the stands last week at the Colorado State game in the fourth quarter, and they put Isaiah Chavez in, and the whole crowd went the other 19 people went nuts it was, nice <laughs> it was was crazy huh yeah i was i'd love to see it no there, yeah. obviously i'm exaggerating there it was a lot the when they when gonzalez put him in the, the crowd on the the west side they mm-hmm. went nuts when isaiah chavez uh went in and i was happy to see that and then they kept chanting throw the ball and they proceeded not to throw the ball yes yeah if if chavez is able to pull out the win this weekend against wyoming and i'm excited to be on the radio on monday then because lobo fan like there there will be an there will be an eruption Mm -hmm. they'll be so orgasmic sports wise (laughs) that i will just be a i will be proud to have seen it from a distance yeah, was it? I think Wyoming was one of the teams he beat last year. Yes, it yeah, was. Yes. by one point. point. So he's yeah. undefeated and undefeated against Wyoming. Owns them. He owns the Cowboys. You think Rodgers owns Chicago? <laughs> Isaiah I, Chavez owns Wyoming. He owns Laramie, Isaiah, Wyoming. Yeah, he gets on the microphone at the press conference after the game. He's the guy who calls them cowgirls. <laughs> and they, and they're, they're like, I just, Isaiah Chavez is here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Ryan brought up there wasn't very many people there last weekend. I was there. I, I bring the whole family, though, so we don't make it to the fourth quarter. We Third quarter, we, we do three quarters, all right? Even if the game's close? Even if it's close, yeah. But three quarters is all my six- and eight-year-old can handle. Uh, but I enjoy it because there wasn't very many people there. I felt like they were playing this game just for me, you know, Aww. because there was no one in my section <laughs> whatsoever. I felt like all of the, all of this preparation, all of these teams was doing it just for me and my family and, and Ryan, who was also there. Yeah. A private I, football. Yes. Concert. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I like it. You know, who wants to go to a football game where it's all crowded, people on top of each other? Go to a personal football to, game. Well, I think like the, the, Lobos. the Lobo Athletic Department would appreciate that. <laughs> they definitely well, want that. Well, Dontrell Moore brought 110 people, you know, because they did his unveiling. Right. Yeah. But they were sequestered over in a tent in the end zone. The so, VIP tent, sure. Yeah. So that was real private for them. So when so, you had your own section, BB, did yeah. you feel like you were VIP or you had tuberculosis? <laughs> I, I looked at the positive. I felt like I was an elitist, and I would bought an entire section to my own. So yeah. a year yeah. ago, a year and a half ago, social distancing, you were the you were the king. <laughs> you kill, you kill it, and, man. And you're, you're, if I remember correctly, Brandon, you're an Oklahoma yeah. State alumni, correct? That's correct. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm like the only. I was probably the only actual person in the stands who got a degree from UNM. So there's that. <laughs> Brandon, we yeah. got to go to break. One last time, what's going on at Jericho today? Oh, we're having our uh, seed sack. This is where people have grown their pumpkins. There's all sorts of other stuff going on, too. we got a pumpkin carving contest and goodies for everyone. Jericho Nursery, I think they're going to get started around 4 o'clock or so. So, so there's uh, the plane. You start at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Hmm. You become part of the Guinness World Record, and then you race over to Jericho Smart. to become part of that. I love that plane. Now the wheels are turning. I might be able to pull this off. There you go. Yeah. BV of BV today is that the new branding? I guess I should have known that. Yeah, correct. I yes, I yeah. have uh, moved on up to uh, one o'clock, evidently over on News Radio KKOB. So that's where you can find me weekdays. 
Best that. in the biz, Brandon Vote. World of talent. Let's go to break. We'll bring in CJ Chavez after that. And Van, I'm going to step away for one segment. So you and Ryan are going to man this one with CJ, but I will be back in the 1030 spot. Perfect. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're playing again with I9 Sports, and we're celebrating our sober October with the Vol Strong. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Ooh, that one was rocking, Vital. Bringing us back hard. We got some living color. What is that? I don't recognize it. Audio Slave. Ooh, Audio Slave. R.I.P. Chris Cornell. Welcome back to Dave & Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and we play on Team I-9 Sports. And all of October, which we are calling Sober October, we're getting strong with Evolve Strong. And speaking of Evolve Strong... We have owner, operator, and super trainer, CJ Chavez, on the phone line with us. Good morning, CJ. Good morning. How are you, sir? Doing good. Hey, I'm doing good, I'm looking good, and I'm feeling good because I am up to week three in sober October. No booze, no hooch, easy on the sugar, a lot of salad, a lot of clean protein, and a lot of exercise at Evolve Strong Fitness. Uh, I was there four out of five days this week. I had to miss one, but that one day I did pick up at our friends of the show, the Y, YMCA Horn Branch is an awesome facility as well. CJ, I'd recommend you go by there sometime and say hi to the fine people. What's been going on at Evolve Strong lately, CJ? You know, things are just blowing and going. We're coming back pretty strong. Um, you know, I I actually did a blog this week, and it was talking about, you know, our Rise of the Phoenix Fitness Show that's coming up. And the energy in our club is just phenomenal. And um, there seems to be a pent-up demand out in our community now for people wanting just to get their health back. You know, they're they're tired of, you know, staying at home. They're tired of, like, all of these different restrictions. And now that the vaccinations are starting to come out pretty strong and people are starting to feel more confident, they're coming kind of out of their holes. And so right now we're we're feeling really good about, you know, our staying power and coming back, and our clients are just excited, too, about what's coming on, you know? And I'm sitting here with Ms. Nancy McKinnon, who's our doctor of physical therapy, and we were talking about that same thing this morning, just about the energies that are around the club right now. Yeah, the energy there is always amazing. You have the best trainers in Albuquerque, and your trainers can help anybody with any fitness level. Me, I'm somewhere in the middle. Uh, I've seen you guys training professional athletes. You guys got a lot of Duke City Gladiators there. Every professional sport in Albuquerque, you train those teams. But for me, most importantly, and especially this month, what we're trying to do is get new people to the gym. And when I put a post on Instagram, like me just soaked in sweat, standing next to one of your amazing trainers, one thing I always say is take that first step. Can, can you tell the loyal listeners right now, how important it is just to take that first step. Uh, this is Nancy. Yeah, taking this first step is absolutely crucial. Uh, you know, if you if you stay where you are, if you keep doing the same things that you've always done, you're going to stay where you are, and you're not going to get any better. Just simply walking in the door is the most important thing that you do. Because once you walk in the door, you're going to feel comfortable. You're going to, you know, we're going to make you feel comfortable. We're going to show you what you need to do, help you to get to where you want to go if you keep showing up. If you keep showing up, we're going to still we're going to have your back 100. percent 
Uh, but you can't, we can't have your back if you don't show up. So taking that first step and walking in the door, uh, you know, you try enough classes, you're going to find one that you love. Work with enough of our instructors, you're going to find one that you love and you want to work with. You'll probably find more than one, actually. What we find, what we find is the hardest part is that first, first visit because you're, you just have anxiety and, you know, you don't know what you're getting into. And I can I, hear it evolve. What's kind of cool is, like, when you do walk in the door, we help you. But if you go to other places, and no offense, gyms of equipment are great and they serve a purpose, but you get a little bit overwhelmed and sometimes you just don't know what to do and how to do it and all that good stuff, and that's what the power of Evolve is all about. With our 35 professionals here, you know, we hold you accountable. We actually show you what you need to do. And, you know, for that hour of the class, you just kind of let your brain go away and allow us to do the work. So one thing I find, and let me let me tell the audience right now, our loyal listeners, the cheat code to feeling amazing. When you do not want to go to the gym, when you want to be lazy and you don't feel like doing anything and you make yourself exercise, there's no greater feeling in the world than that gym session, that workout session, that class session when you didn't want to work out. So to me, that's, that talks about accountability. Can, can you tell us a little bit about accountability and what that means with um, your fitness routine, your fitness regimen? So with, uh, with accountability, you know, we have our third, uh, we, have, we have what we call foundational uh, habits that we try to promote here, the foundations of, you know, change. And the first one we talked, we discussed a few weeks back was about movement, just moving every single day. And the second one was nutrition. And the third one really, if you really want to make significant changes, is accountability. And it's accountability to yourself first and foremost by sure. showing up and making the decision. And secondly, is, is if you are more than likely to make a gym session if you have someone that you are accountable to. And that's almost four to five times greater of actually just showing up especially when that alarm hits at 5 o'clock in the morning or you're after work and you want to go have a beer rather than, you know, go to the gym. But you know someone's there waiting for you. You're going to show up. And that, you know, it could be very simple accountability just like that. And that helps out a lot. That helps with the, especially after two, three weeks, you're in it, and now you're sore and it becomes out of habit and you want to go back to Dunkin' Donuts, you know, and you just, you just want to go back to your other habits. Account huge. And that's the power of, the community that we have here at Evolve, whether it just be personal training, whether it be accountable to the person that you saw the day before in a class saying, yeah, I'll be here tomorrow, or if you have a partner that you come with, you know? So that's the beauty of accountability. You know, just this week, and, and you're right, like instead of having that happy hour beer, go to that happy hour gym session, and then that after gym beer is going to taste mwah, so much better. Absolutely. I, I'm all for that, sir. Earn your beer. Earn yep. your food. Earn exactly. your calories. Don't... Yep. Uh, yesterday, I um, I worked out twice, and I earned my pre-bed milkshake. So I, treat, I treated myself to some disgusting, tasty treats, and it was, it was pretty amazing knowing that I was in such a caloric and exercise deficit that day. I earned it, and it, was, it made it that much more delicious. So... You know, I, we, we, Nancy and I discuss what the best ice creams are, and her and I have a running, um, you know, tally of different ones that we try pretty much every uh, so often. So we, I, we we are right there with you, sir. Even us as trainers, we love our ice cream. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean, why go through all that effort of diet and exercise and, like, treating your body so well if you don't reward yourself, too? Like, it's, it's not all about denying yourself all the pleasures of life. It's taking care of yourself so those pleasures are that much more pleasurable. You're absolutely right. And, of course, as always, it's everything in moderation. So, you know, you don't want to always turn to food to reward yourself for a job well done. Uh, you know, it's, it's about the other little things. It might be a massage or, you know, being able to fit into new clothes and going out shopping for new clothes. But, yeah, every once in a while you have to enjoy the, the small little things in life, like that beer after a good workout or that slice of pizza or that milkshake. Now I'm craving ice cream. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. <laughs> get, your, get yourself a proper lunch, get a workout in, and reward yourself with some ice cream. <laughs> or my, you guys day. can come out to the Rio Rancho Event Center and the Rio Rancho city center today for the fall festival and i will treat you guys to a beer as i will be hosting the guinness world record attempt at simultaneous pumpkin carving today we're trying to get two thousand people out to the rio rancho event center to set a new world record for pumpkin carving so come p- carve a pumpkin with me and have a beer today guys ah. nancy was already up and out the door when you said that ah. so i think i have a participant <laughs> When you say, when you tell a trainer that you're going to treat him out to a beer, go, we, we're there, right, sir? So, guys, just this week, I, I did uh, two hot yoga classes. I did a body weight strength training class. I did a dumbbell cardio class. And I did a plyometric uh, exercise class. You guys have every class there you could think of for every fitness level. Like, what, what am I missing? What classes am I forgetting? Like, what else is out there that loyal listener needs to come in and try. Well, um, speaking of accountability, um, I believe you guys told me that you were going to show up for booty class a couple of weeks ago. Oh, my God. We were double booked. I'm so sorry. I meant to text you. I remember seeing you, so, you know, I'm calling you out on that accountability factor right now. Um, but no, we do we do teach. I mean, I teach the booty class on Sunday morning with, along with Christine. Uh, we have some classes that are involving like punching bags. Uh, you know, taking out your stress and your anger and your aggression on those punching bags is always great at the end of the day. Uh, with some of the other classes is like a core sculpt class where you're working on that whole abdominal core, pelvic region, just to keep that you know the core of your body strong. Because if you don't have a good core, the rest of you can't really get strong either. At least not without some major injuries. You know, gentlemen, I, I do have to say this. You know, most guys want these big biceps, big chests, but mm-hmm. they're always forgetting their legs and their butt, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's that, everybody, no matter who you are, likes a nice but They want a saggy butt, so get to booty, all right? <laughs> okay, I double-checked my schedule, and I do not have anything tomorrow morning. Um, are we on for tomorrow morning, Nancy? I will be there at 8 o'clock in the morning. Okay, I'll be there, too. <laughs> And this is like my my this is my favorite thing about sober October is I've been really focusing on my core and my legs uh-huh. and like I almost have butt cheeks like it's so exciting. Like, <laughs> at the the last the last day of September I had Hank Hill ass and now like I also I almost have really nice butt cheeks so like I'm really excited. Thank you Evolve Strong Fitness for my butt cheek journey throughout October. <laughs> uh, Guys, anything else for the listeners before you go? No, we're always open and welcome. We just, you know, we appreciate all the community support for keeping us strong here. We love our members. We love new people coming through the door, and we enjoy sponsoring you guys this month as well. So we we appreciate the sponsor, uh, the the partnership. 
All right, Nancy, I will see you tomorrow morning. CJ, I will see you Monday afternoon. Evolve Strong, that's E-V-O-L-V, evolvestrong.com. Come check them out. In-person classes, virtual classes, Facebook classes, Internet classes. They got personal training. They got the Rise of the Phoenix Challenge. Check them out. Go down there. You get a free week of classes and a free training session on us. Go check them out. They're the best in the biz and nicest people in the world. Thank you, CJ. Thank you, Nancy. We'll be seeing you soon. And we're up against a break. You've been listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. So I was I was listening to the segment van yeah. as I was away. And I'm going to booty tomorrow morning. I, I just set an alarm. I just set an alarm and put it on okay. the calendar. Did you see it pop well, up on our shared calendar? I did. Also this, I'm going to bring Ryan tomorrow. <gasps> oh, my God. I, I need accountability buddies to uh, get my butt in shape. Account- Literally. Account- accountability buddy. Accountability buddy. I mean, accountability buddy. I like <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, we're a couple of counter bros. You know what I mean? We've already been a counter bros. Now we're a counter booty buddies. I want to booty bros. I want to go from Hank Hill to Jason Momoa. That, oh, there you go. I watched, Damn, that's I, a big leap. I watched Dune last night, so he popped. Ah, uh, how was it? No, no spoilers. spoilers. No, no spoilers. Pinch poke. Um, <laughs> I will say this: I don't know what the hell was going on. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> but I liked it. Okay. It's the, I'm bo- try the this. books are great. That's what I've heard, especially the first book. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I read that. Yeah, very, love, I'm going to try to convince the lady to go tonight to the theater. That's my Ooh, point. in person. Fancy yeah, schmancy. But like the latest one to where if she falls asleep, I can enjoy it by myself. Oh, nice. Eat all of her popcorn. Yeah. Smart move. Milk very does. Very smart. Oh, no, no. It's, sorry. It's, it's, you guys are trying to get your butts in shape. No milk does. Oh, well, I had a milkshake last night. Right, right. So you said that, yeah. I could still feel it. <laughs> it's sitting right here. Football picks before today's varsity, the varsity of crossovers. Uh, Panthers go to New York. Panthers favored by three. The over-under is 43. What do you boys got? Uh, in New York, there is no Saquon. There is no Tony. So I had the Panthers before that. Now I have the Panthers in a rout. This is going to be bad again for the New York football giants. Panthers all day. Okay. One and six, the uh, giants will fall too. New England Patriots are going to go to New York as well, but they will play the Jets. So we're just getting I, all the no-brainers out of the way. Is that what we're doing here? Or I guess this one's actually in Gillette. I guess you can't have two. Yeah, two they're teams they're in, in uh, but they're um, in New England. Yeah, yeah, they're in New England. But uh, Patriots favored by seven. Uh, a two and four versus a one and four. This one's a snoozer to me. I guess I'll take the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I got New England and basically what results in a bye week. Yeah, New England, but a little bit closer than the experts think. I like uh, the Jets to cover, but New England to win because the Jets are, you know, the Jets. Here's the thing about Ryan. You're literally an expert. Kansas City (laughs) is not the team that it used to be, says everyone in the world, and I'm on that bandwagon. They're going to fall to under 500 against the Tennessee Titans. I do not see the Chiefs allowing themselves to be under 500. The Titans had a hard-fought Sunday night win, and then they got to go and play the Chiefs. I think they're banged up. They gave their best effort. The Chiefs bounce back. I got the Chiefs. I've been to Nashville once, and I need to go again, and I picked them to beat the Bills last week. I am riding this train. Titans plus four. 
Okay. I think they're much better than people think. I mean, I, I don't I think that's crazy that they're giving up four at home when they just beat the Bills. Yeah. I the Chiefs can't stop anybody. How are they gonna tackle him? Derrick yeah. Henry. I got my first upset of the week is I believe the Washington football team will beat the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. You're just saying that to hurt Vital. You're just saying that to be mean, Fred. You don't really mean that. Still I'm own big, you. I'm a t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I nice. still own you. I bleeping own you. I've owned you my whole life, and I still own you. Let's get that quote right, Vital. Castellanos <laughs> in the deep left center, and I don't know if I'll ever return to work for my, box at, my bosses <laughs> at Fox. Who you got, Ryan? I like Mike Vital too much. Okay. Packer, Packers by eight. And it is a big spread. It is a large spread. Seven and a half. Yeah, Washington has the ability to play good football. They haven't, but I think they got the roster to play good football. Betting-wise, I wouldn't bet on that game, but I think Packers are going to win it easy. Hard Rock Stadium in Miami will be rocking hard <laughs> as the Dolphins are going to get their second win of the season against the Atlanta Falcons, true or false? Fred, I agree with you on this one. I picked Same. Miami in both my pick'em leagues. Falcons are too up and down. The Dolphins got embarrassed in London. They're back home. They're going to grab their second win. I'm shocked Brian Flores still has a job after giving up his – allowing Urban Meyer to get his first career win in the NFL. Which I picked. Ooh, good, for, good for you. Um, I guess Ibendito Ami Ami, to quote Will, the, the great Will Smith. I don't hate that. Okay. Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals, to me, is one of the best ones of the weekend. I can't take Cincinnati over Baltimore, but if they win, that's because Joe Burrow's the real deal. Give me the Ravens. Okay. I also have the Ravens in a close game. I will take the Bengals and the points. I think it's also going to be an under. Even though both of these teams have really good offenses, I think they match up so closely, and it's a rivalry game. The defenses will prevail, but I also have Baltimore. I love Joe Burrow. I don't like Cincinnati chili, and I've never tried it, but <laughs> Cincinnati plus six and a half. I like the Cincinnati team. I love Joe Burrow. I love I, I'm changed the tune on Zach Taylor, the head coach there. Uh I'm all aboard this train too. So you're taking Cincinnati money line. Cincinnati uh Cincinnati points. Okay, so Baltimore money line. Yes. Okay. We're just doing pick 'em right now. Sorry about that. Yeah. But I also for... like Cincinnati in the points. Which is one of my bets this week. We're going to skip the Rams and the Lions. Eagles and Raiders. Okay, because we're all picking the Rams. Is that why? Yes, obviously, okay. yes. I think Vital is probably picking the Lions because he likes to go oppo. <laughs> yeah, I got oh, the yeah. Lions. See, he yeah, told something, you. <laughs> yeah, something, something Jared Goff. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Okay, where are we at now? Philly Eagles or Raiders. Okay, I got LV controlling this one again. Eagles – they have to get big plays to win these football games, and I don't see them doing it against a solid Raiders, above-average Raiders defense. I got Vegas, baby. I got Vegas, and to, I Lane. can't think of his name, but 2-0 and post Gruden era. What did you say, Fred? Oh, I thought you were talking about the return of Lane Johnson. No. No, is he returning, though? Yeah. 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 Arizona Cardinals. Oh, Fred, who do you got, Freddie? Oh, I'm going to take the Raiders at home. The Arizona Cardinals will extend to 7 and 0, so we'll bl- we'll blaze past that one. Too easy. Buccan- Buccaneers and Bears. Um this is the biggest spread of the weekend and I feel bad for Bears fan. Uh yeah, um 
the Bears' defense might hold the Buccaneers' offense in check, but will the Bears score any points is the question. It's a giant spread for a team with a good defense, but the spread's so big because the Bears do not score points. Obviously the Buccaneers. I'm taking Tampa. I think this is a revenge game for Brady after the fourth down mishap last year where, he, you know, the meme where he put his four hands up. Yeah, uh-huh. or four yep. fingers up. Uh, Justin Fields cannot score 30 points in the NFL yet. That's my opinion. Correct. Um, not wrong. Yeah, if you, uh, if you guys aren't busy tomorrow night, it's because you're not watching this game because there's no reason to. The 49ers <laughs> and the Colts. Um, I guess I'll take the 49ers. I I don't have a strong opinion, which is not the best radio take. But I would like if you have fantasy guys in, watch the game. If you don't, maybe hang out with the family. Look, I think Indiana has a better roster than their record indicates. Carson Wentz is getting healthy. The Colts have a great running game and an above-average defense. I think the Colts control the game, control the ball, control the clock. I got Indiana pretty easily in this one. I'm going to take the upset. I'm going with the Colts. I, As much as I've never been a believer in Carson Wentz, you know, you got Darius Leonard. They've got good defensive players. I'll take them. To Mark me, this is a pick game. I don't see how that's an upset, really. Yeah, you're, you're the right. The spread says it's an upset, but, I mean, I don't, I don't see how. I, I pray to God that the Dodgers win tonight so we have Game 7 tomorrow night instead of this Sunday night game. Hey, <laughs> wait, I'm sure NBC's thrilled about this matchup. Uh, Van and I will withhold our pick until Monday in the 4-7 to seven show, but Ryan, who do you got on Monday Night Football, New Orleans Saints and Seattle Seahawks? Jameis Winston taking the Saints. I'm not a, I, I, okay. I don't trust Geno. He, it's weird, right, because he doesn't look – he doesn't look the part. No, like he, he doesn't. He looks like a guy who has sat for a while. He, he's getting the beer belly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now I'm not, I'm a fan of him again now. Now that you pointed that out, because he's <laughs> relatable to me, I'm back in. Oh, cousin uh, Gina. Let's grab, let's grab our final break, and then we'll do the varsity uh, best crossovers. The varsity of best today's I nine varsity is the varsity of best crossovers. We're very excited about that. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. I am on the road in Las Vegas, New Mexico. We're playing it with I-9 Sports, and we're celebrating our sober October with the Vol Strong. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program, we had at or near the best show we've ever had today, so I was very happy about that. Thank you to friends of the show, Tommy and Lenny and Kevin. Reaching out is, uh, you know, it's a little thing, but it's important to us. We enjoy it, so that's, that's kind of them. Thank you to CJ Chavez for joining us. He's so very talented and smart and funny and approachable and, and and all the things you want in an individual is going to help you on your personal success journey of physical fitness. Big thank you to Ryan Tamari, who showed up late. I was here on time. I, I follow the Tom Coughlin rules. If you're 10 minutes early, you're late. Smart. <laughs> he was here early. Usually we grab our guests a segment before, bring them up, let them listen to me and you, Fred, to get the vibe, and yes. then bring them on. But I brought Ryan in cold. And he had to open up his laptop and put his microphone condom on and plug in his headphones. And that, that was my bad. I'd like to be safe. Joining us on the program, I would assume to contribute to today's I-9 Varsity, the Varsity of Crossovers, friend of the show, Marty. Marty, welcome. Guys, guys, I, I promise to be brief but dangerous. 
Hit us yeah, with my it. Favorite, my favorite crossovers are probably, let me see, RuPaul and Caitlin. Nice. Okay. Nice. All right. You get the show. Hey, oh. All right, Marty. <laughs> Mike Don't drop. call me Bruce. <laughs> I will. Don't call me Bruce. Marty, it, it, it's always eerie to see Caitlin because if you grew up in my era, you saw him in a Wheaties box, so now it's just kind of just weird. Where are, uh, are you carving pumpkins today, Marty? What's that? Where are you carving pumpkins today? <clears throat> I'm not sure. Not sure. I'm um, not good at it. I'm. I. You know. I've got. I'm just one of those guys. I've got horrible penmanship. You don't want me with a knife. It's just Smart not. Move. It, it, yeah, I'm dangerous. So yeah, I'm just not good with a knife, and well, I, I'm not very artistic. So. Marty, yeah. if you regain your confidence and your hand-eye coordination, you should come out to the Rio Rancho Event Center as we're trying to set a Guinness World Record for simultaneous pumpkin carving at 3.30. So okay. I'll, be, I'll be out there with the microphone. I'll be the okay. guy with the cowboy hat and the microphone. So come say hi. Oh, I'd, love to be, yeah, I'd love to meet you guys. I'd love to, uh, I, you guys had Brandon Vogue. That's old school. I used to call Brandon Jubb and Eric G back in the day, and then Brandon made the switch. So, yeah, I wanted to chat with him he's probably on the air anymore but i do call him from time to time on 770 so that was great that he was on but uh he's a world guys i was he's yeah i was calling really quick on isaiah if he gets a chance i'm hoping they're they're not gonna they're probably not gonna win but my guess I'll, i'll make a prediction they'll at least look like they give a damn because like what that. i've seen with yeah because what i've seen with this team it don't look like they give a damn sometimes well, I, and maybe I just, with Isaiah, he'll spark them to give a damn a little bit. I agree with you on that one. I, Isaiah Chavez is the hometown kid. He is undefeated. He rallied the team last year. And he's a type of, like, high moral kid. He's a type of team leader that your team gets behind and plays their hardest. So I like that take. Absolutely. And, you know, he um, – it, it seems – we don't have the inner workings. I'm not there. But it seems like he had a great attitude. You know, not only was he the not the backup, he was probably the third or fourth stringer, and he still had a great attitude. So that that tells you about the kid. Give him a chance. Let's see what we can do. I mean, you know, what are you trying to prove? You know, Terry Wilson, what's he auditioning for? The Arena Football League? Come on. I mean, I, I, I you know, let's just move on from that. It didn't work out. Let's just move on. Move on from schools. Schools move on from kids. That's just what it is. But uh, we'll see what happens, guys. I'll try to make it out there and carve a pumpkin. Uh, just give me a plastic knife, though, because I'm, I'm dangerous with the. <laughs> oh Thank you, Marty, for your time. Thank you for being a friend of the show. Today's I-9 Varsity Contact, I-9 Sports at 505-312-4999 or League Office 280 at I-9 Sports. Get your kids involved in something. They do it safe, they do it smart, and they do it in a way where fundamentals are emphasized. Today's I-9 Varsity is the varsity of crossovers. Who's going first? Kick it off, Fred. All right. I think number one is John Cena. Uh, John Cena, to me, is uh, going from pro wrestler to movie star, specifically speaking about his latest role as Peacemaker. So I think that, to me, is a very good crossover. So I will take uh, John Cena and his movie career in my crossover. That's an excellent crossover, Fred. I, I did not see that coming where you chose a wrestler. How, how original. <laughs> so... So off-key for you. The first on my varsity of I-9 crossovers would be young Anakin Skywalker. Oh, 
Ah. He grew up a slave on Tatooine, and he was the Correct. Jedi that was prophesied to bring balance to the Force. Mm-hmm. Yet he crossed over to the dark, uh, side to the dark side when he was yeah. lured by Senator Palpatine, who was actually Darth Sidious. Darth Sidious. So right. Darth Vader is uh, on my crossover. That's Varsity. a good crossover. Thank you, Ryan. That's going to be hard to follow. Um, mine dates back to pushing 31 years, 30 years this year, um, on an episode of Full House where Steve Urkel made an appearance oh, as Family Matters crossover. crossover. Strong, strong and, work. And the name of the episode was Stephanie Gets Framed. And I'd like to thank Decider.com here. The reason they had to cross over was because ABC brought a hour-long special, New Kids on the Block at Disney MGM Studios, Wildest Dreams. Ooh. So that's why oh. Jaleel White is featured with John Stamos on January 25th, 1991. Love that. I am going to go with uh, former WWE superstar <laughs> China, who crossed over into another filmmaking series, and I thought her work in both was very good. So I'm going to go with China as uh, one of my greatest crossovers of all time. You're saying it wrong. It's China. Okay. Okay. Next on my list in the I-9 varsity of crossovers mm-hmm. is going to be one Walter Hartwell White Sr., okay. who was the co-founder of the company Gray Matter Technologies with his friend Elliot Schwartz, but got out uh-huh. of the company very early became before it became a multi-million dollar industry. He went on to be a high school science teacher right. and then unfortunately got diagnosed with cancer. <sighs> when the bills were surmounting and he couldn't pay the bills anymore, he met a young drug dealer named Jesse Pinkman, and he right. ended up crossing over and breaking bad and becoming a drug dealer. So next <sighs> on my varsity of crossovers would be Walter White, also known as Heisenberg. I'm into that one. That's a good one. My second one, I'm going to go sports this route. Thomas oh, Edward smart. Patrick Brady Jr. Ooh. Crossing over to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that's and a winning a Super Bowl. Smart. That's very good. I would say that's very good. Uh, I'm going to go with Jesse the Body Ventura, <laughs> who not only was able to be a WWE superstar at one point in his professional career, then crossed over into film to star in The Predator and other like films, then crossed into government and became the governor of Minnesota. So he's a triple set of crossovers. Strong work. Strong work right Thank there. Thank you. Uh, next on my I-9 varsity of crossovers would be Roger Verbal Kent, who was a petty mm-hmm. criminal, and he got chosen by the unknown criminal warlord Kaiser Sose to, so commit, to commit a crime. But little did this ragtag bunch of criminals know that Roger Verbal Kent was Kaiser Sose the whole time, so he crossed over to Kaiser Sose. My last is Donald Trump into politics. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. That's Strong finish. <laughs> Strong finish. Good program today. We had a lot of fun. We'll be back Monday at 4 o'clock. Van, any final words? Before oh, we goodness. Go? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Thank you, Ryan Tamari. Thank Good job, everyone. GG.